2: Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passions, and that's what I'm going to do for you. That's why we do Money Making Conversation. Bring people on my show to let them tell you their story, and you take the information from their story to help you out with your dreams. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above the bigger opportunities. Obstacles that life will present to you. My next guest is Kevin Bloodsoe. We go all the way back to the Hoodie Awards in Los Angeles, California, before he opened Bloodsoe's Bar and Q on La Brea, which I've been to many times in Los Angeles. Kevin's a chef, television personality, and two times Steve Harvey, Hoodie Award winner. In 2008, he opened Bloodsoe's by bbq and has since grown into an international empire you hear me when i say international from compton to international with blood souls and cute, which I talked about earlier. It's right there on La Brea, right there, man. You got valet parking, everything, great food. Every time I go there, man, it's just a beautiful uh, display of food, uh, people in there, cross-sectional people. Uh, concession stand at the LAFC Soccer Stadium, a location in Proud Bird, right there in LA. Been there many times, catering. And a sprawling restaurant and bar called San, San Antonio by Blood Soul BBQ in the Crown Casino in Melbourne. Hear me now, y'all. Milbourne, Australia. That's where the international part comes from. The legend of Blood Soul BBQ begins in Costa Cana, Texas. That's right south of Dallas, Texas. The reason I know, I'm from Houston, Texas. So I passed through Costa right. many times to get up to Dallas. Come on now. Where the Blood Soul family has been perfecting the craft of slow, smi- slow smoked meats for five generations. But while his family roots are laid in Texas, Kevin himself was born and raised in Compton, California. That's where I met him. Now he is a television star. Like I said earlier, a television big-time television star. Sitting up there, man, got makeup <laughs> and anything on. You can catch him judging on Netflix, the American Barbecue Showdown. I've seen every episode. I've also seen him on the Food Channel, Cooking Network. I've seen him on the on Bar Rescue. I've seen his brother everywhere. Please welcome the Money Making Conversations. I want to call him a dear friend and a guy I feel so blessed to talk to right now on my show today, my man, Kevin Pluto How you doing, sir? Oh,
3: man. I am good. I hey, after that introduction, I'm I, interview over. I'm good. I'm sitting over here smiling so hard, I'm cracking windows and stuff.
2: Well, well, I had to because I see you posting on the on the on social media. You're gonna be talking to the legend on Thursday. I saw that on social media. Yeah. I just smiled. I took a oh, screenshot. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, let me just, let me let me make it perfectly clear. I would not be doing probably none of this extra stuff if it wasn't for winning that uh, first hoodie award, man, I would never forget that. Mm -hmm. I remember talking to you backstage, brother. You were so cool. And it was like, I always knew you Mm -hmm. and Steve too. But Mm -hmm. when me and you hollered backstage and then you came and gave me the hug, I was like, damn, have I met him before? I just wanted to (laughs) say, man, and I have like, and I mean, you told me something that night and I don't know if you remember, but you said, You're going to be all right. Always look out for your folks. You remember you told me that? Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. I believe in that. I believe in that, that, man. Mm -hmm.
3: You know, and I just want to say, man, I appreciate you. I appreciate everything you guys have done for me, man. And and I I really, really miss the Hoodie Awards. I really do. Because win or lose, it was so much fun, man, how y'all take normal folks from the neighborhood and made us feel incredible every time for those three or four days, man. I just... (laughs) Always want to thank you guys, man. It was an incredible time. It was an incredible ride, and even because I think I went to like six straight or seven. Absolutely. Grade. Remember and, we had those little, the, little this, meet
2: and greets and all that stuff. Remember? Yeah. Oh man, the blue, the green room in there with Judge Matthews and all them yeah. folks. And, Come on, that walk the red carpet. Person. Come on, that don't forget, Kevin. Then, walk that and and red carpet, the, now. the red, the red carpet,
3: <laughs> and to get my first one for uh, what was Sally Richard and uh, there you go. Uh, uh, Bernie Mac, and he was, mm-hmm. up, uh, not Bernie Mac, uh, George Wallace mm-hmm. clowning for 30 minutes, and mm-hmm. and, and my pants <laughs> falling down and everything, man, <laughs> these memories, man, I'd share, as a real tough.
2: Oh, but, uh, you know, some. Uh, um, I, th- I have the video of, of, of your winning, I don't know if you have that, I'm going to send it to you, no, okay? Oh, uh,
3: please don't show that, man,
2: please. No, I'm going to send it to you, I got them all, <laughs> I got the entire history of the Hoodie Awards oh, slash Neighborhood yeah, Awards, I got, I got yeah, it all, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know yeah. something, Kevin, is, 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 the thing about it is that, that's what it was all about. It's all always been about the people. Yeah. It's always with yeah. recognizing the regular people because, you know, we get so, we get become like unknown. We we begin burdened like we're not even delivering or contributing. And that's why I was telling you back to say, take care of your people. Because what we yeah. didn't yeah. know, you know, Steve Harvey and I didn't know at the time was that we, you know, I, I started this in Houston, Texas in 1997, just as a I was a sidekick on the radio show. And then what happened was Steve yeah. came, we got the radio gig in LA. He said, Rashawn, did you used to do that hoodie award thing? I think I to be big you know i would never as a as an individual i could never just go to a radio station but steve was big enough to say let's do this let's do this i gotta give credit where credit's due and they went and and they sold it and we sold the idea we went to vegas several times with the the forum several times and then we went back to vegas and so it was when when you talk about it you know, because what I didn't see coming was how it affected the business, how yes, it enabled yes. you. Talk about how the the Hoodie Awards affected you guys with all that promotion. Steve holling it out on the, here's the yes. nominees, here's the nominees, here's yes. the top four, here's yes. the top four. Talk about that.
3: I mean, the pride that it. I mean, uh, it's like people still to this day just talk about when it was time to vote, yes. the first vote and the second vote, and 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 how geniuses was the way y'all. Put that together to have a first vote and the second vote, but mm-hmm. just the pride of bringing people together and, and people just want to be part of that. And then when you win and and bring it home, man, it's like in the neighborhood, it's like you know winning the national championship or something. <laughs> you know, everybody <laughs> want to come, and so many people would wait to hear if you won. And I mean, we I mean, we had customers cry mm-hmm. when we lost. Wow, you know what I mean? Wow. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it's that. I mean, because like I said, you don't have that much. Like I said, you, you don't have that many shows that do that, especially I mean, we barely got enough for, for real celebrities that they give props to right. So to right. have, you know, just normal hardworking people trying to run their businesses and all that, doing their thing and getting an award, and, 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 and like I said, getting an award from Sally, Sally Richards and, and, and George Wallace and and the people I met backstage and just the whole thing, man, is incredible, man. I mean, I it was a it was a real beautiful time, man. And it's just the pride that it brings and then the, the customers that you get. Wow. I mean if you notice everything that I do, every show that I say that I do they say about winning the hoodie award, no yeah. matter what. They yeah. always say in Canada, mm-hmm. Australia, and whatever, mm-hmm. like the lady told the hoodie, I said, it's the hoodie. <laughs> you know, and, uh, all over, I Always always give props, man, because like I said, I, I, that was just a, a, a real exciting time, man. It was, it
2: was real fun, you know. And, 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 and uh, thank you, you know, because of the fact that the whole idea, man, was to, to, to celebrate the real stars of the community. That was the basis of the yeah. hoodie awards and the neighborhood awards because of the fact that, and I, my whole thought was Was that okay instead of Having the celebrities being recognized for honor Let's use the celebrities As almost like props to get people there Because you know if we said that we were just Going to be doing best barbecue, best high school Wouldn't nobody show up But you got Steve Harvey hosting, you got the Sally Sally Richardson's on stage You got the George Wallace on stage You got Snoop Dogg uh, uh, Ice Cube showed up one year Magic Johnson showed up When you get all these people, people going Whoa, 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 what's going on here What's going on here?
3: And then to allow us to be back, like, like in the green, like before the wars, so <laughs> in the in, in the green room with them, you know, having cocktails and just like, and everybody interacting, man, it was incredible. Yes. And then, like I say, to, to even the walk to the uh not just the uh the red carpet when we walked through the casino right. or whatever going inside getting ready to call in and walking inside that arena, man, that was like that was that cool. Was, that was, that was major, cool. Man. That was that was major. Y'all
2: did that. That was that was major. Cause I you know, the thing about it, I would not share no I was if people would come in and they go, man, this is produced better than the image. This is better than because I I, because I had to do that. The worst thing in the world, man, is for us as black people, you know, to say you're going to do something good for us and then do it half. I didn't do it yeah, sloppy, yeah. and that's what yeah, that was my yeah. greatest love, man. Because to see the look on y'all faces, because y'all didn't believe it. Yeah. Okay, and nah, this nah. was always tripped me out, man. Was those acceptance speeches? See, I wasn't ready for that, Kevin. See, I wasn't ready yeah. for because I, I I told Steve Harvey, I said, "Look, man, I got the fact we're gonna nominate him. I got the fact we're gonna vote vote. I said, I don't know what they're gonna say when they get up there, man. Yeah, y'all got yeah. up there, man, and it was like uh, it, it brought me to tears many times, man, because I didn't realize the impact. Of a of a war a community award that's what it was it was a community yeah. award and how it affected and you know when I because I always like you know because I was a regular guy Steve was still a star you know like way back yeah, then yeah. but I could go yeah. to a restaurant and I I went by your place one time back in the hood and then and then and then I found out my girl Candy who should do my backstage celebrity uh streaming oh, yeah. she said she yeah. said Roshan Roshan Kevin is on La Brea I said Who? who, who? Cool. Yeah,
4: yeah. She said,
2: he got a spot on Lebron. I didn't even know, Kevin. I didn't even know you had that she spot. She was
3: so candy, so cool. That's my baby sister now, man. That, she is so cool, always so professional, man, mm-hmm. and, and just in, incredible. You right. know, I mean, your whole staff was just like, you know, oh, man. I mean, I and, and I remember you guys came out and did the video of me, uh, and I was still in Compton, man. There and, you uh, go.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And I didn't even know what, and, you know, Candy don't give no information. I, I, you know, I used to try my best <laughs> to get something out of I said, do we have so-and-so? She said, boy, you think I'm going to lose my job over you?" You know, <laughs> stuff like that. And, uh, so she said about the video, when y'all did the video, she said, well, we, she, well, I don't want to say she lied, but she lied. Say, like, oh, we do this with all the contestants. No, we and don't. We'll pick no, we going get on the video mm-hmm. at, the, at the lunch. And then I was on the lunch, and I didn't even know till I got there. Right. You know." So mm-hmm. I mean, everything y'all did, was it was just, it was, uh, it was for even like the waiting, like, like, like in that first time, I mean, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm sweating like a, a, a brother at a clan rally with a white one. You know what I'm saying? I'm sweating and nervous. And mm-hmm. I said, man, I ain't been this nervous since football days. And, and it, it was just, uh, and, I, and I'm not even putting too much on it, man. It was other contestants that I met. And then the friendships, the people that I met from yes, other sir. businesses that we are still good friends to this day, man, that's what it that's what it's all about, man. I mean, I hear like the morning show sometimes and I get nervous because I remember doing the time when it's voting time. Cause right, you know, we right. up early. And the East right. Coast got us by a few hours, so they done already started Absolutely. Voting, but I just remember <laughs> that one year, it was six forty five, they was about to go off the air and uh and it was this Tommy said uh that he was doing the top three or whatever, top four.
4: Mm-hmm. and we
3: was number three already. And But Steve said, Now that's a now, that don't make no sense. Bless those number three and them brothers in L.A. Oh, that's right.
2: <laughs> that's right. That's right. So is I'm explaining to explain everybody see what happened was. From 2001 to 2005, we were in L.A. We was an L.A.-based radio yeah. station. Yeah. Steve Harvey, Namedia 2.3. Yeah. And, uh, and Kevin and all everybody was in L.A. So in 2005, we left and went to New York. We were based in New York yeah. for two years. So for one year, we took a year off. 2006, we didn't even do it. We didn't even do it because we yeah. were trying to figure out what we had to do with our own career. We were struggling mm-hmm. to try to come up after that run. Yeah. And then 2007, we brought it back. And so, what freaked me and Steve, I was like, okay, they in LA. And so, you know, you guys, and and like you said, y'all were three hours difference. And y'all were voting. Y'all were seriously voting, Kevin. Yeah. 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 We had them, uh,
3: we had everybody, every old college people everywhere. Everybody we knew all over the uh, United States. We had them going, man. But like I said, and you'd be surprised how many people, Still, come and tell me how much they missed that. Yeah. And I missed mm-hmm. those weeks of the Hoodie Awards. I yeah. mean, and so many people, when you win it, would go. And then I remember being, you know, like I said, it, 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 it started in LA. It, you sure, know, did. it uh, sure did.
2: It sure did. But
3: I remember being in, uh, I remember, you know, a couple of times Blood Souls was the only one in. It. I remember one time we was, the one. my first year, we won it, and Crenshaw High won it. And yes. then after that, it got. So big that yeah. it was. People don't know how hard it is <laughs> just to get into the top four, man. You know.
2: You're listening to Money Making Conversations with Rashawn McDonald. We'll be right back. Cars today are like a computer on wheels, but you can't fix any of these new features yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost you a fortune. And now is not the time for expensive repairs. That's why you need Car Shield. Car Shield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a covered repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. Car understands payment flexibility is a must. Plans are customizable and as low as $99 a month. No long-term contracts or commitment. Plus, you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work and CarShield takes care of the rest. They also offer complimentary 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed. CarShield is America's number one auto protection company. For as low as $99 a month, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands. Call 1-800-CAR-6000 and mention code MONEY, M-O-N-E-Y or visit carshield.com and use code MONEY, M-O-N-E-Y, to save 10%. That's carshield.com, code MONEY. A deductible may apply. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Yeah, it, it, it was like, you know, because you're absolutely right, because 2007, 2008, that's when, the you know, it became really national because we started yeah, out syndicating yeah. to all these markets, with New York, Chicago, yeah. Philadelphia. Or, you know, or Charlotte, or, you know, Miami, yeah. all these different markets, Dallas, and so it yeah. wasn't just LA anymore. That's why I still trip yeah. that you guys were able to win before it really exploded. And when it really exploded, oh, it was yeah. like wow this is something that was just a just a cool idea that's become worldwide but that but that kind of like prepared you for what you're doing now as a as a as as they say an international brand talk about the the stuff we we talked about the hoodies we talked about coming out of compton you know open up your shop you got this beautiful restaurant i'm gonna just tell you all about the food okay and uh Blood so bar, bar and Q, Bar and Q, that's on La Brea. I swear to you guys, every time I go to L.A., you know, the COVID has kept me out. But I, yeah. I will go there. And, I, you know, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to type by Candy, Candy, Candy. She goes by Candy Marie now because I represent her as an actress and, and a talk yeah. show host and producer. She took me there the first time. She said, she said, Kevin said, he got you on this, Rashawn. I said, you know, I don't like that. I don't like that, yeah. and so and I don't like when y'all pay. But go ahead, yeah, yeah. And so and so so you know every time I go in there, I don't even tell nobody. I, I'm going. I'm yeah. taking the Air yeah. Force in there. Air Force in there because I had a big contract at the Air Force, and then I was doing a base like two hours away, and in, uh, in, in the month of March, two hours away, and I told them I said I want y'all to go to L.A. and or, and get and pick up this barbecue run. They said Roshan, really? I said yes. Blood so uh-huh. on La Brea. I said, the, the collard greens gonna kill you. They're gonna mess you up now.
4: Yeah.
2: I said, Collard greens gonna mess you up. And they said, when I they Two hours down, two hours back. Was nobody disappointed? They went, Wow, yeah. I see why you went. I appreciate that. That's how powerful I believe in your brand. That's how good your brand is. Tell everybody about the menu that you have, the type of food that you serve on your menu. Kevin.
3: Uh, like i always say baby we, we we do it right low and slow like a six boat. you know what i'm saying right we mm-hmm. take our time the brisket is 15 hours the ribs is four to five hours you know we we you know i'm a firm believer if it ain't broke don't don't fix it you know right. i still do it the way willie Mayfield used to do it when i would come in uh spend my summers in uh corsicana you know she would take her time and do it right you know and i just try to i i, I just try to keep that going at every spot that we got you know um and and like I say, just knowing incredible people like you and, 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 and it's so funny you bring up because I had a discussion about that with a, uh, a younger guy who just opened up a spot and he mm-hmm. was saying, you know, say, you know uh, sometimes celebrities come in and, and uh, uh, this and that, this and that. I said, let me just tell you one thing. I don't care who they are, whatever, whatever. You give them that option mm-hmm. because celebrities are different. Some mm-hmm. of them are just like you who's like, I want to pay. Some of them don't.
2: Right. You right, know, right,
4: mm-hmm, but you, mm-hmm.
2: you
3: being, you need, you need them more than they need you. Right. And like mm-hmm. on any field, you got cool people and you got, uh, you know, people who's tripping or whatever, whatever. Right. but mm-hmm. you, That's on you to understand that. But a celebrity coming in there, it's going to look out for your business, yes. but you have to respect. Just like they respect your work as a chef and they come to your spot, you have to respect their work. Like These people don't want to deal with people sometimes, mm-hmm. but they take the time to come come to you and come to your spot. And sometimes us as business owners have to really quit speaking on people's pocketbooks mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. That one tweet or some of the, 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 like when you talk about free advertisement, where some of the stuff that you do, I can never pay for that.
2: Right. Right, cause I post yeah, every I time. Understand. I post. I'm, I post. A, I post, a, I post a a couple of uh, last month, and I hadn't even been there, and I act like I was there. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm
3: saying, but I can't, and I, I respect that, and I love that so much, and I try to tell younger brothers and sisters who open up, get that mentality, They 99% of the time, they're pay, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. make sure you give them the respect that they deserve.
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we
3: got all huge celebrities coming in, I and I do the same thing with all of them. Right. All of them. Right. right. You <laughs> know, I'm not going to drop no names, but I'm talking about who's you know uh, some of the best artists we ever had who's from the titanic and everything come in that spot and they all look out but you better give them you know take care of them, man because these people are gonna you, you need that who wasn't for that and the, uh the hoodie awards and getting to know that i mean it was so many celebrities that come to the hoodie awards that came to the restaurant afterward. Oh, i got to come see what this is about absolutely you
2: know? absolutely and that's that's called community but the thing about it let me yeah. just tell you i'm gonna tell you some real talk here every time i've been i've been there over a dozen times okay i brought people yeah. with me i went in there by myself and just got the vegetable spread because when you get the vegetable yeah. spread and the meat it's just too much and i'm always traveling oh, yeah. and i don't really yeah. i'm yeah. in a hotel so i can't do it to go okay and so yeah. so yeah. I, so sometimes i come in and give me some cornbread and then i give me the, the you know some collard greens some beans and yeah. and so i just break it up like that or sometimes I just come in and give me a sandwich and so but every time i go in there the, the the service is always on point, Kevin. the 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 meal looks exactly the same of quality, I separation. Yeah. Need, I mean, picture. I, I take pictures of your food, yeah. And then people yeah, go, you do. And your people go, okay, it looked like that. I said all the time, all the yeah. time. I remember when I brought the yeah. Air National Guard in there. You know, we was we was yeah. staying way in Long Beach for for a conference. I said, they said, yeah. it's what we're, gonna say, we're going to eat. I said, we're going to. Bluto bar and Q. I said, where's it? I said it's in LA. Say, all the way over there? I said, Yes, we're gonna go over there. <laughs> went up yeah. in there, man. They went, Wow. After, because uh, because the beautiful about the beautiful thing about coming to this place, is like when you get your meal, you get that double meat or triple meat order, because I I'm the type yeah. of guy, man. I I people always say, man, you small, you eat all that food. Hey hey hey, stay off my yeah. plate, stay off my plate, stay off. Y'all plate. Well, y'all small ones with
3: that high metabolism,
2: <laughs> big ones with the slow metabolism. <laughs> we need to we need to switch that up. And so what happens when you have about five people at a table, okay, and all that food coming to the table, you get attention, man, because it looks so yeah. beautiful, because every. Every one of the yeah. plates is, is look immaculate as far as we want to say your word is immaculate. Everything is nothing running off the sides. Nothing's too small. The portions are good. That's why I just yeah. love what I, what I eat. That's why when I, I, I kind of sneak in because K- K- I'm going to tell Kevin, you know, Yay, what a yeah. problem. What a problem. <laughs> because I, it's yeah. about respect. That's why I started the hoodie awards, man, because yeah. it's about showing love, man. The fact that you guys, you still believe in it just excites me even more man and uh, and, yeah, the, and the fact it, that and the fact that you you're doing so well and you you on tv so talk about how did the television stuff start for you and how would you how would you were you nervous did you know did you did you play it off how did it all kick off for you kevin yeah
3: uh, what well, my uh, first one and it's so funny my niece uh because i'm i'm just like shoot this is uh maybe 2010 Kevin. Right. and i'm uh uh i'm still knee deep in the compton location so uh uh this producer called and said uh hey we really want to get you know kevin Blutz. and he, he happened to be at the restaurant i didn't know who he was and you know in the restaurant in the kitchen we clown in the back we clown and crack jokes and bags and all that <laughs> so the dude heard me back there clowning so i never even seen it didn't know who he was and uh um he kept calling he kept always he got my niece herself on the middle eyes call and she's like Unk, this guy wants you for, for a tv show and i'm mm-hmm. like what TV show?" Bar Rescue, and I never heard of it.
4: Mm-hmm. You know, never heard mm-hmm. of the
3: show and all mm-hmm. that. This and that. He kept calling, and then one day she said, "Look, this dude need a video. We finna go to your house and do this video." So we we went to the house and started the video of just you know me interviewing and whatever, whatever. But before the thing was even set up, it's me cussing her out. Damn, I'm like, well, I ain't got no time. I don't know who these, <laughs> my name. Who these so and so's is and this man. So when she sent it, she sent the whole thing. <laughs> and John Taffer seen it, and he thought, "No, I gotta have this dude. I gotta have him." Bam, right. bam, bam. Right. So, uh, and I got. It's a funny story. I'm gonna keep it short. But we. So my first episode was in uh Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was called Boondocks or whatever. The mm-hmm. show never was supposed to air because. So we saved this boy. I'm thinking this dude is. I, that's when I learned to be trained like a old Southern. Races are a southern rocker. This dude was a southern rocker, and we we actually are good friends now. And you know, southern rocker they like rap and country and all mm-hmm, that. And mm-hmm. he was, I'm thinking he was a racist, but anyway, we get into it on the show. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna put hands on this fool, and it's <laughs> all on the show. And um, but he didn't have no reverse. He didn't have no reverse, so he wasn't no plump. You know what I mean? He right, like right, right. With right. it, he, he, I'm, gonna keep, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you, and you gonna get. But anyway. So it's so crazy. So it takes about a a couple of months for them to do it. Mm -hmm. So the night before the show was supposed to air, which was Thanksgiving weekend that year, I can't think of the the exact year, he was having a party at his bar, and got a guy was smoking, a big-time country singer at his bar, and they got into it, had a fight to do, kind of got the best of Chris. Chris shot and killed the dude. Wow. The night before the show was supposed to air. Wow. So they had to pull the show, but the show accidentally aired... On the the replay later on that night, and it right. was a big old thing and all that. But I'm saying I'm getting into this food. This food go to he could have went to the back and got a gun on me. Oh, you, you know, we oh, know you. Said mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But that was mm-hmm. my first episode, my first TV <laughs> job. And then uh, John Tapper is like huge in my life, like you guys. So I mean, this mm-hmm. dude is, is as far as business and bars and the things that he knows. Mm-hmm. And like I said, 15 episodes later, man, he he keeps me busy. In fact, he called me the other day to congratulate me because the Netflix show is doing so good. It is. It number one after last week. It was the number one unscripted show on Netflix. And Dude. It's, and yeah. it's doing well, man. First like of all, said, first of
2: all, that, we're talking about the American Barbecue Showdown, okay? And they got yeah. some characters on there. And your girl from Mississippi, she's the real deal, yeah.
4: brother, oh, yeah, a, yeah. who she cooks the no whole
2: hog. Did you know her before the show? Or uh, I just knew of her? I
3: knew of her. Mm-hmm. Lips, I knew of her. I, I, that was our first time meeting hmm and uh, uh she's incredible I mean she's a legend she's a legend and uh, uh and you'd be surprised some of those cooks to be first time I mean they did such a good job of getting that cast together I mean we we're hoping for a season two but you got some of the producers might not even want to do a season two because he said some things just need to be left untouched and to get that the cast of of uh, the pit masters that they had and the attitudes and the personalities it's hard. You know what I'm saying? It's
4: hard to strike
2: gold twice, you know, and I'm just to be a part of. Well, you know, you, I know you'll be back because it's part of your brain. Yeah. It's part of your. It's part of what yeah. you do. That that like, oh, like, yeah. for instance, yeah. you know, when I put the press release out, you know, they say I, I said, well, Kevin's yeah. name first. Kevin Blusso's name first on the press release. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. press yeah. release was reached 100 million people. Wow, yeah, that yeah, press really picked that, up when they start talking about audience picked up by different websites, they start putting that number together, a hundred million yeah. people. And that's what relationships do, Kevin. And that's what you're yeah, talking about yeah. this whole conversation, is that you respect the process, you understand the yeah. process. Just drop just drop some jewels on people about the value of relationships, Kevin.
3: I mean it, it, like I say, when you when you say look out look out, I would not be here if it wasn't for people looking out for me. And, and, you know, saying I always say, uh, Rush is, uh, I, I don't give to be blessed. I'm blessed. So I give, right. you know, it's not no secret recipe to this. You know, it, it, it has to come from your heart. Like I try to tell people love to, to talk about all the funerals and stuff we paid for, um, you know, with blood cells, but right. I said, okay, let's also talk about the scholarships and how many kids we put through college too. Mm-hmm, the, the, mm-hmm. It's more of the good things that outweigh the bad things, right? And mm-hmm. God has put me in position to help like that, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. And and it 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 comes. That that's what it's it's like. It's so weird. It's just. And I try to tell people it's, it has to come from your heart and it's natural. The blessing is going to keep ringing in if you do what you're supposed to do. And how was you raised? You was raised to give,
4: mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. especially
3: us as black folks. I mean, you know, coming up, what do we had? All we had was food and and love and hugs and all that. And like, hey, we got to we got to go back to that, man. Absolutely. You know? we gotta, uh, Absolutely. We got to go back to that. And you got to want to put the work in. It's hard work. Like people want to get a business. I know, you know, a business is going to be the hardest job you ever had in your life.
2: Right. Right.
4: Right.
3: And if you don't have that, that's why everybody can't do it. A business is going to be the hardest job in your life. I mean, I said, to him, "Dude, tell me, I want to be like you. I want to, you know, be able to live in Texas and this and that, this and that." I said, "Okay, well, you ready to go eight years without an off day?"
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm to you know, po- post that on a motivational card, Kevin. I'm gonna put that on you my did. way. Are you ready to give eight years without an off day? Well, you ready when to be entrepreneur?
3: Let me tell you. When I first opened up. Uh, blood Souls I was still DJing so I would have a I would I would get to Souls at uh, 4 o'clock on a Saturday morning mm-hmm. and uh, be there until 7 o'clock mm-hmm. go at home night. Mm-hmm. at night go home take a shower pack my gig up and go do a DJ gig get back about 2-3 in the morning take a shower and go up to Souls to take briskets off and get ready for the day 24 hours straight and that went on for the first almost year and a half of my business because I was at one time I was just DJing and catering. So I was booked,
4: mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And,
3: but I had to do what I had to do. I mean, my daughter wrote one of the cards. I wish I had it. She said, my daddy, if you knew the work, my daddy, it was called my daddy's not overnight success. My daddy would come in at three, four in the morning. I would just hope my father got at least one hour of sleep. And I know he didn't. My daddy's not an overnight success. And they got to know everybody's path is not going to be that way, you right, know. Right. But it's tough, especially when you – and I, I would. And I know you know when, you, you know, money-making conversations, I would tell anybody, if you can, please have the money and the backing to start. Because when you start on a shoestring budget, that's why a lot of them don't make it because you need that. And us as a community, that's why we need our own banks. And we need – because we can't – these younger, they can't get the loans. You know, they want you to – to be experienced to get a small businessman loan, but you 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 need the small businessman loan to get going, you right, know,
2: right? Mm-hmm. And and, mm-hmm. and they and they
3: and, and they have to understand that. And then as you grow, get get you know get with a good team. I have a good team behind me. There's no way I could do what I'm doing if I didn't have the team that uh, I have working. You know, with a with you know the Blood Souls LLC, the people that we have, the things that have been done, the doors that have opened to get to Australia, to get on the bread, to get in those conversations that we need to be in so we can have a voice right. you know mm-hmm. and, that, and that's the whole thing you you have to have a good team man and, and you got to trust the team you might be the quarterback but you need some
2: good receivers linemen running backs yeah. you know, coaches you know? you know on the sidelines cheering your own cheerleaders yeah. all you that stuff order. man you know. and more importantly <laughs> you need fans in the stands that's called customers that's right they gotta, and, how you gonna <laughs> keep them, and how you keep
3: them by putting out a good product
2: absolutely Kevin I, I just want to thank you man and uh look, uh, don't hang up. I'm, I'm going to wrap up the show. I want to get the number for, and so we can stay in touch, but uh, no I, just, I, I just love you, man. I just love you, man. I, did,
3: uh, man. I got so much love and respect for you, bro. It's like it's, it's unwavering, man. Real talk, you yeah.
2: know, because of the fact that I know where you came from. I know. I yeah. know. And I know yeah. that what i've been doing all my life i tell people i've been doing this since i was 18 years old for some reason god just yeah. uh, just said this is what you do you uplift people you yeah. you don't when somebody's behind you you don't run off and leave them you extend their arm yeah. or a hand yeah. and that's what yeah, the that's neighborhood right. awards is that's what the hoodie awards was and to see yeah. it have yeah. such a reaction and it and there's a lot of people like that man i'll be in dc people talk, come on now you ain't gonna bring it back come on now stop yeah. Richon, yeah, Richon, yeah. Richon. I'm talking about barber shops, beauty salons. Yeah. I'm talking about high school churches, Detroit, Atlanta, all over this country. Stop me, go Rishon. for real, man, for real. I said, look. Are y'all man, thinking about it? Well, we thinking about it. Man, I got something else going to going jump off. But we're we'll talking about it, brother, because I I, I understand right. exactly what's going off, what's going on in life and I know it's needed especially during these times of the pandemic and black unrest because you know somebody messed up with this pregnant lady today had a knee on her the police and it's not going to stop man and we got to go out there and vote we got to register the vote and and I'm I'm voting in person my friend I am voting in person I'm not messing around with no mail-in ballot I'm not messing around with nothing I want somebody to go here's your card sir you have officially voted because I want to people understand that that if you want something in life no matter what it is a business want to graduate. You want to be in a relationship for a long term. It's hard work. It's hard work.
4: Yeah. And yeah. voting yeah. is
2: hard. If you got to stand in that line, yeah. if it's raining, yes. if it's storming, stand in that line. Because if stand we don't make a line. change, it's going to be uh, uh, four more years of a life that would never be good, especially for yeah. people who aren't making it. And I'm going to talk about, you know, we, we, we've we crossed a little line there, Kevin. We can survive the ignorance. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. But see yeah. again, if I'm making it and my people ain't making it, then I'm not making it. We,
3: that's right. You ain't making it because that's, that, that's a burden. You know, and I always say, too, and I know we're rapping, but it wasn't that long ago when we talk about standing in lines. I mean, my son was at a a play football at Utah and Mm -hmm. uh, he called me one day and he was just upset. And he was like, Dad, you was born at 65. I said, yeah, Mark. He said, the Voters Act was uh, May, uh, June or whatever, 65. I said, yeah, whatever it was. He said, so when you was born, black people couldn't vote. Mm -hmm. I said, no. So he said, my granny couldn't vote. I said, no. And it it, it hit home with him. Mm-hmm. Like he knows people, he couldn't believe that he knew black people that couldn't vote at the time.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
3: And if people don't think certain things can happen again, like I tell people all the time, I'm, I'm not, and I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, theory of spirits or whatever. I said, but when they came and got them brothers from Africa for slavery, mm-hmm. I said they were living normal lives. Yes, they were. Normal lives. I said, please look at the big picture on everything. Please mm-hmm. look at people trying to line up with with russia and things like that just always look at the big picture man and get out there and vote man it's this i never thought we would be to this time again and we are and if Mm -hmm. this don't bring us all together and like i said you can't say certain things aren't different because i mean i was in la for the 92 riots you know Uh, what i mean it was you know brothers and hispanics out there but now look at who's out there now it's white black hispanic together and like i said maybe not in our lifetime but I feel like once you have kids, it ain't about maybe in their lifetime and the lifetime after that, racism might not exist no more. You know what I mean? And and and, and that's what I try to work towards, man. But we got to do it. You know.
2: Yes. Kevin, I want to appreciate you coming on Money Making Conversation with a two time. <laughs> I said two time. <laughs> Steve Harvey, Hoodie Award winner from Los Angeles, California, AKA Compton, California, AKA yes, Corsicana, County, Texas, just south of Corsicana, Dallas for all who don't know I forty five. See, he know I know. He know I you know. know. Navarro and Junior and the, and the
4: College. Last, <laughs> grad, last
3: graduating class at Bishop College. In oh! Ah, <laughs> that's where my sister
2: went to school, Bishop College. I know what you're talking about, man. Yeah, yeah, that's,
4: that's right. BC, BC uh. rocks the
2: house. <laughs> we'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial.
5: Organ donations save lives, and some organs can even be donated by a living donor. August is National Minority Donor Awareness Month, so let's check in with Dr. Denae Simpson, Assistant Professor of Surgery at Northwestern Medicine. Tell us about the African-American Transplant Access Program.
1: So this is my baby. This is a program that I have dreamt about creating since I became interested in transplant as a trainee, and it's a program designed to address the significant disparities that our African-American patients face. The program is designed to educate patients about transplant, let them know what transplant can provide to them, and to help them access the resources that they find so scarce and so challenging to access in order to get them on the transplant path and back to, you know, some type of meaningful life.
5: For more information, visit nm.org radio. Hi, I'm Rushon
2: McDonald, the host of Money-Making Conversation. The Cafe Mocha Swag Award is a celebration of black men who are making a difference in our community by empowering others to reach their life goals. From civic leaders, businessmen, activists, celebrities and everyday dads, the Cafe Mocha Swag Award winner this week is Civil Rights Attorney Ben Crump. The plea for justice is simply this, Crump said. Dr. Martin Luther King said, he who passively accepts evil is as much involved in it as he who helps to perpetrate it. He who accepts evil without protesting is really like cooperating with it.
3: It truly is an epidemic of how they are destroying the lives of so many young people of color, whether they're killing us with bullets or whether they're killing us with the laws. We're trying to make uh, it be an education for our young people, but also for white people. We want them to understand, look at what you're doing to our future. I don't want you to speculate and say, oh, we never knew. You can't say we didn't know. The question is, what are you going to do about it after you have
2: the knowledge? The Cafe Mocha Swag Award represents men who have strength, whose wisdom is assertive, and who is genuine in their spirit. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. My next guest, Randy Williams, is the president of Tally & Twine, a company that designs and manufactures luxury watches and accessories. Since starting the company in 2014, Randy has gained national media attention with features in Men's Health, Black Enterprise, Huffington Post, Essence, Blavity, New New York Magazine, and Cosmopolitan. The company names comes from an intersection that was formerly the center of a notorious crime ridden neighborhood in Virginia. In recent, ne- in recent years, the neighborhood has been completely revitalized, and those same families now have the opportunity to own. A place with a dark past now has a bright future. Tally Twine represents the future. It's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, the owner, founder, CEO, all the titles to go with, the leader of the pack, my man, Randy Williams.
6: Thank you so much for having me, Rashad. <laughs> that's a great intro. Well, and you leave, how awesome you li- is it that you got Stephen A. Smith doing your intro?
7: That's legendary, man. I love
2: that. Hey, man! The, the, first of all, I, I love when people uh, recognize his voice. <laughs> 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 That's my man, yeah, man. man. Yeah. And uh, he lays it out. It's only Stephen A. Smith can say, "I'm not broke." <laughs> That's true. Well, this is just what this show is about: talking to people who are trying to gain their foothold and um in, in a financial community, especially people of color, that have kind of like been left out over the years. We have been given a blueprint or ha- had the necessary means to figure out figure it out you know they tell us to go to school we get an education but that isn't the blueprint for success that doesn't tell you how to become an entrepreneur tell us how it got started for you randy
6: a lot of uh, trial and error and you know like you said there isn't a blueprint but if you want to become an entrepreneur you got to go out and try a few different things and kind of learn along the way so you know, fail, fail that business a lot, and all you need to be right is one time.
2: Right now, be right now. You're an HBCU grad, okay? Uh, yes, why, sir. why an HBCU for your education?
6: Yeah, well, it, it's not a deep answer for me. They're the ones who accepted me. <laughs> you know, it was, it, was, <laughs> it was close to home. It was affordable. Right. You know, as, as a as a young man being raised by my grandmother, mm-hmm. we didn't have a whole lot of mm-hmm. money saved up for me to attend college. Uh, So I was blessed enough to have a decent GPA and get into Albany State University, man. So I had to, um, I was thankful for that opportunity. It gave me a great cultural experience. You know, um, I actually didn't recognize the value of HBCUs until I attended one, man, but it was a great experience.
2: When you say the value, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. When you say the value of an HBCU until you attended it. So basically, like I said, they they let you in. You were thankful. Mm -hmm. You can continue your education, but you didn't understand the other things that it brought to the table that now you see as a benefit?
6: Yeah, it was a huge cultural experience. You know, it's a celebration of blackness and it's an environment where instructors and professors make you feel seen. And that's something that's missing in corporate America. It's called kind of like um, an incubator. Like they have business incubators for businesses that kind of give you a great push, a start. That's what it does for a black American, man. HBCU is an incubator to prepare you for the corporate environment uh, that you're going to face after graduation.
2: And that uh, that's called life after college, which we're talking about now. Now, in one of your questions, you said you had previous businesses that have failed. Can you talk about those yeah. before we got into the success story of Tally and Twine?
6: Yeah, sure. Um, uh, the biggest failure I had, I guess, in terms of money was, uh, you know, trying to get into real estate right at uh 2007 and 2008 um, and right where you are in Atlanta and, and losing my shirt you know so mm-hmm. <laughs> that was one of the biggest lessons is uh you know hopping into stuff without taking the time to properly educate yourself on how
2: to do it so basically you saw an opportunity didn't do your research like you said and um mm-hmm. that, that that famous year 2008 and when everything went from success to horror yeah. I mean, from a nightmare <laughs> was, uh, you know, financial, nobody could explain it because they, they they'd already the system had already had kind of like pushed its limit on loans, pushed its limit on corporations and needed bailout mm-hmm. in the stock market with the bubble burst and. You were part of that. I was part of that. America was part of that. Nobody was mm-hmm. left. You know, you read about Oprah. How her value just dropped, and uh, all these major players in the tech game started suffering, and all that. Those those levels of of income that they thought were going to be there forever went away. Went away. Mm-hmm. Tally and Twine. Now I'm gonna tell you this. We're not not trying to be negative or anything. I I didn't I I wasn't wearing watches at all. I had it in my mind. Um... I just didn't wear a watch. I stopped wearing a watch probably about in nineteen eighty six I stopped wearing a watch wow and uh and then, because um, somehow I can always find the time you know you have the phones you have a I'm very good at knowing my time where I'm at. And so that's where I always right. perceive watches to be time. Now I look at watches now as accessories, as, as part of the, it's part of your style, part of my culture now. And so a friend of mm-hmm. mine, uh, uh, she was executive producer of Family Feud as a birthday president, present in 2015, 2014, she, Christmas present. she brought me a watch. And I let it sit there, and I was determined just to hold true to Rashawn. I'm not gonna wear a watch. (laughs) I've worn all these years. Why should I wear a watch now? And when and I and I realized that sometimes you you have to change goals to be successful. You have to change your the way you do business. And putting on that watch really changed the way I, I, I. I did business and how I approached myself, became more flexible. And so I I, I used uh-huh. that as a as a lead into the conversation that sometimes people who might say, oh, Well, what, what does a watch bring into the world why I need to wear a watch? Well, a watch changed the way uh-huh. I approach life, Randy. And uh-huh. and it, it, it allowed me to be flexible, it allowed me to be fashionable. Because I, I got like three different ones, you know, and I just found about your brand, so I'm about to purchase me a couple of your brand. That's how I've gotten now, you know what I'm saying, and uh, and so so let's talk about. You, you heard my story and how the impact of what a watch can have. It made me, um, I felt it made me, I made my, cause I wear suits all the time. So tailor-made mm-hmm. suits. So it made my, 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 my clothing balanced, I felt, because I didn't have anything, because if you don't have anything on your wrist, it's just naked there. It's just a, mm-hmm.
4: it's just, it's just
2: skin. <laughs> now I have this watch yeah. and I, I can't tell you sometimes, you know, people see me as I, I like your watch and I don't even, you know, because I because I am a guy who points a lot. I'm very active with my hands. And then on my other I'm a cancer survivor. So I have this little chain on my right hand, on my right hand, where it reminds me and people ask me about it. I always tell them about surviving. And so I have a watch that is on my left, which talks about my culture, my balance and my watch on my right. And I got a wrist. Chain that talks about survival, and so when I when I when I when the opportunity came about to interview you, I just really wanted to know what, what was the driving legacy of watches for you and the impact it can have on a person like me.
6: Yeah, um, I, I, most of our customers have that same story as you have. Somebody got it for them gift, as a gift, mm-hmm. and they weren't really into them, but once they started wearing it, it's kind of one of those things where you feel like, man, I I don't want to go out without one now. And mm-hmm. my personal story is during our senior trip in high school, went on a cruise, went to the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. I went in to one of these little local shops and they had uh, a $50 guest watch in there. And I had never worn a watch before, but buying that, I spent my last little money that I had. I bought that watch and to bring it back home. That was the first time I felt like a grown man. You know, I felt like I have become a man and now I can go on to college and face the world, and that kind of was coinciding with me going to college at the same time. I got my first watch, and so that it became important to me for that reason. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, again, I, just like you, I was a business major, and we wore a lot of suits. And I felt like that watch really enhanced that and gave me that professional polish that I was looking for.
2: And um, how did you get in the watch business? You know, like so, you know, people could, I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that doesn't just First, you're African American, okay? And you you getting into the watch business and talk about that step because of course you know it's just natural conversation to you. We all money making conversation. So I'm trying to walk people through the steps of how you can get to your dream And it's not normal because you you just can't go to the next door and just talk to somebody. I want to start. I want to get in to watch it. They look at you like, okay. (laughs) Now you talk about the Bahama trip. Okay, that's a long ways from where we're a long ways from Bahama because of the fact that, you know, Tally and Twine, we talked about how that is from a a street name in a neighborhood. Like my business is 3815 Media. 3815 Media, the number 3815, is from the home that I was born in that was in the hood. And, um, wow. and it was six bedroom it was it, it, that's what she was six bedroom it was six six sisters and two brothers my both my parents we lived in a two bedroom shotgun house. So when I read wow. that Tally Antoine, there's a lot of things that you are doing in your life that's very relatable to what I do and what I what I stand for and that's why mm-hmm. I feel that I always want to keep you in my life because I, I feel that we have a, a certain kinship. but again you young man wanted to do go into the watch business. how does one get into the watch business?
6: Yeah, through um, so through a lot of trial and error in other businesses, you realize that in order for a business to be successful, you have to fulfill a need, fulfill a gap. So there's something missing or there's a market that's not being served that can benefit from what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. And so as a consumer of watches, and I think a lot of uh, our people should really take note of that, is a lot of the things that you consume uh, represent an opportunity for you. And so I was collecting a lot of watches, But I figured out something. Most of the brands that were affordable, meaning under $1,000, they were just mimicking the more expensive brand. So it was a lot of repetition in the market. And I wanted to wear something different. You know, I said, if I had a watch, I would change this. I would change that. My band would look like this. And after a while, I realized that that represented a huge opportunity for me to get into business and design my own watch. Now, how I was going to do that, I had no idea. And so that's when I went to YouTube and mm-hmm. Google University and kind of figured out the steps. I took it step by step. I started with a sketch and then I eventually uh, contacted a manufacturer. Uh, they helped me uh, bring that to life, order some samples. And once I got the samples the way that I wanted them, you know, over the course of about a year, year and a half, uh, that's when I decided to launch. And we launched via um, the crowdfunding site Kickstarter to raise money for our first shipment.
2: So you went out there. I've heard people say Kickstarter. What what engaged people want to contribute to your brand? What did you do? What was your what was your platform? What was your what made them want to go? Wow, I want I want to contribute yeah. to this. And how does Kickstarter work when someone contributes to it? Do they are they part owners? Do they have a little percentage of your brand? How does that work?
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, well, my platform was just what I told you. So here's something new for the market here's something that is not going to be a replica of all the other watches that are out. So that was mm-hmm. my main platform. Mm-hmm. And then also I started with the interchangeable bands. So I have these canvas bands that we can uh, change. You can give your watch a completely different look. So those were my two platforms. Right. And then the way Kickstarter works is it's basically a pre-order system. Mm-hmm. So in order to get your product early, people will pay – um, ahead of time, and they'll get a discount off of the retail price,
4: mm-hmm.
6: right? So let's say my goal was to raise 25000 and so I knew I needed, I think, maybe 100, 150 backers to pre-order the watch who believed in what what we were doing, who believed that we would be able to uh, get the manu- manufacturing process done to go ahead and pre-order, and in exchange, they were able to get a steep discount off of the initial watch. But no, they are not um,
2: part owners. So they just, they basically were just ordering their product at a discount.
6: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm on, I'm on. There are some crowdfunding platforms that work like that where you do get ownership, but
2: I didn't do that. Absolutely, you didn't. I'm thankful for it, aren't you?
4: <laughs> I, 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 I am. <laughs> at this point, I
2: am. You know, you know, because we all have dreams. And the thing about it, when the dream becomes successful, people look around, going, tapping you on the shoulder, talking about, "Where, <laughs> where my check?" And it's about 150 of them. Ready? That that gets pretty ugly real fast, man. Well, one hundred and fifty. I'm yeah, talking that's... about where my check at. You go, look, man, look. look Could
4: have been trouble.
2: <laughs> 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 Let me give you back your two hundred dollars, okay? <laughs> so you can go on about your business. All right. Sorry. Nope. 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 That's not what my contract say. My contract say I own some of this and I want my share. Man, you be for screaming up and down. Now, when I'm looking at these bands, man, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm on your site, right? And um, the different look—it what you know—the the, the large face is—they're the, very clean. Your your, your watches uh, don't have numbers on them. Was was that was that the look that you were seeking?
6: Yeah, that's the look that I was seeking because again, I wanted to do something that wasn't traditional. And you said it earlier—we don't really use our watches for telling time. No. Now it's more of a fashion accessory. And so I wanted to give it a unique look. So we only have the number seven on all of our watches.
2: Mm-hmm. And why is that?
6: Well, the number seven represents completion. So I told myself right, when man. I started telling Twine, I was going to finish what I started. You I know, know uh, you know. A lot of times as entrepreneurs, we start
4: stuff. Man, you be sitting around the house thinking of you. Be thinking
2: of stuff though, you I love you, boy. I you <laughs> number seven. You know, you know. Seven days in the week. You know what I'm saying? You got to complete your product. And then,
6: uh, that's right. And then it's also something very recognizable. I, mean, I imagine people being out in the store
4: mm-hmm. and looking
6: over at somebody's wrist and seeing that seven and saying, hey,
4: is that
2: Italian
1: wine?
2: You're listening to Money Making Conversations with Rashawn McDonald. We'll be right back. Cars today are like a computer on wheels, but you can't fix any of these new features yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost you a fortune. And now is not the time for expensive repairs. That's why you need Car Shield. CarShield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a cover repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. CarShield understands payment flexibility is a must. Plans are customizable and as low as $99 a month, no long-term contracts or commitment. Plus you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work and CarShield takes care of the rest. They also offer complimentary 24 seven roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed. CarShield is America's number one auto protection company for as low as ninety nine dollars a month, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands. Call one eight hundred CAR six thousand and mention code MONEY M O N E Y, or visit carshield.com and use code MONEY M O N E Y to save ten percent. That's carshield.com, code MONEY. A deductible may apply. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host Rashawn McDonald. Oh, uh,
6: so uh, you know it's hard to know. Or they go, about well,
2: it, why just? Well, or it creates a conversation. You know,
6: or as a conversation piece, exactly what type of watch is that?
2: Because that, in the end, man, that's really all you're trying to create. Like I said, uh, you know, people try to create icebreakers. And first of all, it's a beautiful watch. And then that number seven okay. on it, you know, if somebody goes, why is it just a seven? Then you explain it. Then you're into a conversation with somebody. And now all of a sudden, there's a great icebreaker, but the, but the look and the fashion is really. So, th- this is really, I think, a, a, a very timely watch. So, what was the official launch date for this watch, Randy?
6: We launched in November 2014.
2: November, right before Christmas. Smart yeah. move, right before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so everything's online, correct?
6: Yes, sir. We sell direct to consumer. Um, We don't do any retail
2: right now. Okay. so COVID hit, the pandemic hit, the country shuts down. What does that do for your brand?
6: Uh, We saw an increase in sales, you know, because people were at home. um, And unfortunately, the social unrest also added a boost to our business, you know, as people begin to seek out black owned businesses, Mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, it kind of validated. My thinking from the beginning was that, you know, eventually traditional retail is going to continue, continue to slow down and people are going to want to order their products online. They're not going to want to put up with the higher prices at retail. They're not going to put up with the bad customer service they get at retail. Um, and so I kind of bet, pushed all my chips to the table to be saying that uh, we're going to do direct to consumer and sell online only. We actually turned out some, some major contracts from some traditional retailers to keep our brand intact.
2: When you say that, what do you mean? You 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 to keep your brand intact. What does that mean?
6: Yeah, meaning, um, let's say we we got a um, a purchase order from from Nordstrom yes, recently, sir. and uh, we chose not to do it because when you shop at Nordstrom, you're Nordstrom's customer. They control the social. They control the customer service. They can talk to you how they want to. They can ship in whatever time frame they want to,
4: mm-hmm. and
6: ultimately, you become their customer.
4: Mm -hmm. As
6: a direct-to-consumer business, you maintain the connection with all of your customers. So I can say, hey, Mr. Williams, thank you for your purchase last month. We want to know if you'd be interested in one of our leather bands to uh, accompany the watch that you purchased. Or I can send you a card on your birthday. Or I can send you a free gift in the mail uh, prior to the holidays. And ultimately, the value in today's market is having that customer base. There's no need to give it away to somebody just because... You know their name and they've been around for a while because you're ultimately providing the value.
2: Wow. I'm talking to Randy Williams. He's the president of Tally and Twine, a company that designs and manufactures luxury watches and accessories. He started in November 2014. And you're really good at getting um, media. To look at your brand, how you're accomplishing <laughs> that task, because that's the number one talk that people talk about. Hey, man, I can I can get promotion? I can get free. Money, I can get an article written on my product. First of all, I have to have a good looking product. But you are you when I look when I when I'm doing this interview, you have a very interesting personality with interesting meaning is good because you have a plan. You have a conversation, you know, you're, you're, you have all the right things to say about. Who you are and why you're doing this, you know, like that number seven was really slick, you know, interchangeable watches. You know, I know when I was uh, marketing Steve Harvey's first book, they always pull out little phrases out of the book. So you can when you go to an interview, these are buzzwords and people jump on them. So what is your degree Mm. in, Randy? Mark, my degree is in marketing. So all this, this, this is all part of the big plan, really. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying well, That's all your, think, man, part of the big It Because everything you do doing yeah. Is like not, I, I won't say marketing one-on-one But guess what You have all the right little Layers and buzzes And statements To be able to say I'm an interesting guy You can put me on TV I can talk If you write about me Guess what I got stuff to put in print And it all comes back To a product That looks outstanding man
6: Thank you man i, I tell you what Rashawn It's like this um, I I, th- I I liken it to, I attribute it to self-awareness. Right. So it's just like when you go from being a young man to an older man, you understand who you are more Mm -hmm. and you understand why you're doing what you're doing. You're not just doing something to make money or you're not just doing something for attention. And I wanted Tally Swine to be a brand like that, that understood itself, that had these principles and these values that were built into the brand. And we weren't kind of following the trends and following what's popular. And so that's how I think about it. And to answer your question about how we got the media, I I have no idea. We have never hired a PR agency. We don't reach out to media outlets. Somehow we get uh, coverage, and I just consider it a blessing. I just say that that's God's grace, and I, I really don't have a strategy for that one.
2: <laughs> uh, but I go to the website. I see everybody. You know what I'm saying? I see. <laughs> that, that, I see the strategy, you know, from the marketing standpoint, I see men's help, Black Enterprise, Huff Post, yeah. Essence, Blavity, Mashable, The Knot, New York, Cosmopolitan, Ebony. That right there, let everybody know, we're a brand that's being recognized by all the top media outlets. That means that you are, you're very much aware of who you are and the story you're trying to tell. Now, you have a men's line and you have a women's line. Okay. I'm assuming you started with the men's line first, correct? Yes, sir. When did I, you get smart and say, I got to bring on the women? Because they're the, one, they're, they're the ones who really shop. <laughs> they're the ones who buy two or three things. You know, they got a dress for this. They got a dress for that. You know, when, when, when did that pop up? Realize that the women, are, I'm assuming that the women are the biggest buyers, correct? It's about 50-50. 50-50, um, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So which, which I like because that means that you have a pretty much established, especially on the men's side, a certain dollar value customer.
6: Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I, would mm-hmm. say so. I, I think two years in, I started, I couldn't resist it anymore because I wanted talent trying to be 100 percent men's brand because that's who I knew how to market to. I was so afraid of trying to market to women. I didn't want to mess up in the way that I was communicating with them. But after a while, man, after getting email and email and call and call, it was women buying gifts for men as much as there were men shopping on our site
4: mm-hmm. and so
6: it just represented a no-brainer i mean the people asked for it and they wanted uh, a watch that matched their husband they wanted a gift set and so i just kind of took that feedback and you know i had to slap myself against the head and say what are you doing right <laughs> you know why aren't you selling women's watches Uh so we rolled that out and you know it instantly was a hit and what i love about having female customers is when they love a product, they are going to talk about it. They are going to discuss it. They are going to share it. And that's really one of the things that has allowed us to grow.
2: Well, you know, the thing I, I really like about what I'm seeing here in on your line is that, man, these watches look sexy, man. You know, because, like, uh, you know, I, 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 here's a guy, like I said, wasn't until 2014, I put a watch back on my body. Okay And so I'm watching these watches man You Who's ever taken these photos man They really know how to make these watches look Man I want that watch on my wrist man I mean These are I mean these are some attractive looking photos That look real. Ro- so you. are you involved in the selection You know like when Let's go back When the Effner had this Playboy magazine You know He went through all the pictures He's made all final selection on the photos That went on into the magazine How involved are you Because I'm just telling you man Man. This, 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 this these these photos with the the watch it almost like man I could put that watch on my arm right there with that shirt. I could put that watch with my blue suit. This is what you're selling. You're selling is not I don't need to see the full body. I just need to see how it looks on my wrist. And that's what you're doing. Somewhere along the line, Randy, you've tapped into something, man, and uh and I'm just trying to Um, And I know, I know. Over time, I figured out. But in this interview, you're special, dude. You're special in understanding what excites people. What, what you making a watch. Value to me You're making me want to Buy your watch When I go to this website You're making me want to Like Not just one watch I want to try A couple of them, You know Two or three Because You know Black goes with Black or gray Brown goes with blue You know Browns can go with gray So you can't just Put a watch on With everything I've learned that You know You, if right. you Like when you have A value customer Like I said You go in my house I got like Four or five watches Because I got my silver My platinum Because different suits I put on I have to look A certain way Now, my two favorite colors are my black and my brown wristbands. But one of the big sellers for your watch is that you can interchange bands, correct?
6: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
2: So let's go back to the selection of these photos. I thought, thought I forgot about that. Yeah. No, I didn't forget about that. How do these pictures get on your website? Because they are—they're like making me want to like pull out my American Express to start dialing yeah. right now. <laughs> I mean, you're making me sick right now, Randy. I'm telling you, man, brother, I got—I will be buying a couple of these watches, brother.
6: Well, it's a, it's an important part of the process. So, like, you know, you like custom suits, and you go in and you get greeted by someone. They measure you. They ask you questions. They find out about you. It's a really personable experience. Mm-hmm. And so as an online business, we don't have that person-to-person touch point. So we have to try to make the website as attractive as possible so that people can understand the real value of the watch that they're going to be getting. So we try to photograph it from all angles. We try to photograph have photographs of people wearing it in their element so that we can really tell that story without having that one-on-one contact. So that's one of the hurdles that we have to get over. So that means our website has got to be 10 times better and more attractive than it would be if you had that in-store experience. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really involved day-to-day with the marketing and the, and the photography and video selection. And I, I really enjoy that part of my biz- the business. It's actually my favorite part.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So what is the warranty? I, I buy the watch. Uh, you know, A couple of watches that I really liked uh, sold out. Sold out already on top of them. So what is the, what is the, what do you select a watch? What is the window? And what's the warranty on your watches?
6: We have a, a two year warranty on our watches. Two so years? If anything happens, it get it get replaced, which is unprecedented in our price. Two price.
2: years, man.
6: Um, That's incredible.
2: Mm-hmm. Two years?
6: Whoa. Two year warranty. And also, you can return a product, And definitely, you know, if you got it and you haven't used it, as long as it's not used, we'll always be able to refund you or exchange it for you. Uh, So we have a very generous return policy because we really believe in our product.
2: Now this 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 black metal band, the one that sold out. You know, of course it would be. You know, you know I would pick the one that sold out. You know, crazy like that. That that charcoal band on it, that's cold right there, man. I just love the women, the the women lines, man. I love that 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 pink band, that blue band. Man, you, you know, you you just making a killing though. That pink watch right here, man, the pink leather band, that's outstanding pre-order shipping Thanks. by October? What does that mean? Pre-order shipping by October 15th. The rose gold. What does that mean when I see that?
6: Well, um, we were expecting to be, um, a hundred percent improvement over what we did last year in terms yes, of sir. sale. Mm-hmm. But, um, somewhere <laughs> in the first three months of the year, we, that catapulted to 300% over. <laughs> what we did last year.
1: Uh-huh.
6: And, uh, we sold out of everything, man. So, um, We had to start making them available for pre-order. So we'll be shipping those pre-orders out actually uh, within the uh, next couple of weeks. Um, And then after that, hopefully we can have them stocked and we'll be shipping directly from the site. We normally ship in two to three business days. But, you know, demand has been so strong this year that we've had to uh, switch over to pre-orders.
2: Well, Randy, uh, all I gotta say, man, uh, if you don't mind, I'm a, I'm gonna put you in my newsletter. It goes out to ninety thousand subscribers. Okay, I'm gonna put you on my I shopping it. zone. Thank you. Uh, which Thank is you. on my money making conversation, and also on my um, my money making conversation, as well as on my um. My HPCU uh, Awards uh, website that I just launched this month, and um, okay. my whole thing is that you have a great business. I am a customer. You, my name will pop up on your site as a as a buyer. Thank you. Because of the fact that uh, you you're special, man. Not just a, just a special from a standpoint of the product, but it, you have unique qualities and a unique understanding of how you want to be viewed is not about the check it's about the brand I always tell people I always tell people this you know I don't really chase money I chase relationships and I chase and I control my brand and if you do all those all right. things then you will make money and you'll be able to control your destiny and your future but if you start giving away your brand for a check then guess what you have to cater to them and you're absolutely right it's <laughs> like it's like I always I always go back to what I used to do with uh, with uh, uh Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme, man, when that little sign came on, you stopped, you had the best hot donut in the world. <laughs> then they start going yeah. in the grocery stores, they start going in the uh, stops, and you grab that donut, cold was hard. And that's what you're saying about Nordstrom. I don't want anybody to market my brand along with a lot of other watches and make it competitive and telling you this is this and this does this. Come to me, I'm going to give you two years, I'm going to give you loyalty, I'm going to give you respect, and I'm going to tell you the truth about my product. And And that's what you do on Italian Twine. I respect that. And I love you for it, brother.
6: Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you for the
2: kind words. I appreciate it. No, no. We were we looking at that, man. Kind words. I got to start marketing. I got to jump up there. I want my little Money Making Conversation logo <laughs> I, I, up there with Huff Post and uh, Ebony and Answers and all like, have, that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I got to do that. I got I to get up there, too, man. talent Come on, brother. <laughs> but, uh thank you for taking the time to come on the show, and I appreciate you, man, and uh, mad respect, and I will always, and like I said, everything I do on Money Making Conversation, there's no check attached to it. It's about promoting positive individuals who are trying to make a difference because you you create taxes you create employment you create an opportunity to make this country a lot better that's what entrepreneurs do and I just want to recognize you for your efforts
6: man thank you and i love what you're doing man keep up the work i know it's hard working it into your schedule man but we really need this to continue so thanks i
2: appreciate it all right there If you want to hear more money making conversation interviews please go to moneymakingconversation.com i'm rashawn mcdonald i'm your host my next guest ranisha howerton wears several hats in the entrepreneur lifestyle space she currently serves as owner and ceo of credit medics llc she's co-founder of go get Crown Nonprofit organization for women empowerment and co-owner of Get Well Urgent Care Medical Facility. Coming from a poverty-stricken neighborhood and having escaped the statistics, Howerton has found her purpose and passion, which is encouraging others and helping them to reach their fullest potential and cheering them on to the finish line. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Ranisha Howerton.
0: Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so
2: much. Well, first of all, you know, uh, when I when I hear the word, thank you for coming on the show. Money making conversation. I appreciate all guests who take the time to deliver nuggets, uh, inspirational information uh, uh, or define information that you can uh, use to make themselves successful. Because I have women dominate my listenership by 60 percent of my audience. Women, uh, uh, 80 percent of my audience is under the age of 44. And so that means that they have an entrepreneurial mindset and they want to they want to get information that will help them win. Why did you uh, yes. I, I mentioned three organizations in your credit. Let's start out with credit medics in the, in the middle of a pandemic and financial. Uh, if the average person's financial situation is in disarray, does credit medics help them or uh, can be a, a, a role to play to try to get them through this uh, these difficult times?
0: Well, absolutely. Before the pandemic, we have we have really changed thousands and thousands of our clients lives. Just right. by Just educating them on financial literacy. You'll be surprised. You know, I come from, you know, a urban community and you'd be surprised how many of us are never taught about credit. America is ran on credit. And at these times, you, you literally can use credit to survive. You know, if you got laid off. If, you know, they cut back on your hours, there are lines of credit that you would have access to. If you were able to qualify for these lines of credit, you could use these lines of credit to survive until your income picks back up. And the banks have given me personally on my on my personal line, I have $25,000 um, as the max on my line personally, and I have a few of those. So if I was to fall on hard times, that could carry me until I could figure it out, until I create, could create another streamline of income, or just to be able to survive. So credit is super duper important to be able to leverage, to be able to leverage, not just even during these times, you know, to be able to leverage to create generational wealth for you and your children. So it's very important. And Credit Medic has assisted thousands and thousands of clients. I'm talking about home ownership. I'm talking about personal credit. I'm talking about business credit. I'm talking about establishing new businesses. I'm talking about expansion, all of that.
2: We know, uh, thank you for the energy and thank you for the points um, about credit and about your credit score when did credit when did that when i in your bio can you when i when i, when I read the statement poverty stricken neighborhood what is that uh what is that type of environment and how long did you live in that and how did that motivate you to wh- who you are today that coming in being raised in that type of environment so honestly when
0: i say poverty stricken i was raised in what we would call the hood You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of inner city urban communities are, you know, called the hood. We're living in poverty, very low income, you know, lack of education. A lot of the things that I have seen, I should not have seen as a child, but I never used that as a crutch. I never used that as um, a source of discouragement for me. I used that as encouragement for me. I used that as an example of I did not want to be like that. And I knew as a child um, the fortunate part of my childhood was I was able to travel a lot and my, my dad who raised me cause I was raised in a single parent household and usually you hear, you know, the mother was a single mom, but it, it was my dad right. and we didn't have a lot of money. But my dad saw the importance of connecting us with people who could offer resources that he could not. So we traveled a lot and me being able to travel outside of that environment, I was able to see that, Hey, life is bigger than this. Life is bigger than living in poverty and being content with being poor and not being able to have access to resources and not being able to live a great life. Growing up, excuse my French, I saw a lot of rich white people on TV but when I began to travel, I saw that white people weren't the only people that were able to be successful. Black people could be, too. So that, for me, was an eye opener. And that, for me, challenged me to
4: think bigger.
2: You know, um, it, uh, first of all, what you're saying is absolutely correct. Uh, it's about getting out and seeing a bigger world, because when you read reports and I, I've been able to do a lot of social work and a lot of uh, environmental my minor is in sociology and uh, a lot of black people within the inner city. I grew up in the inner city, Fifth Ward, which is Houston, Texas. So I know exactly when you say the hood, I was born and raised in the hood, Fifth Ward. And so right. and well, so uh, the average black person who lives in the environment don't really get out of that environment. In fact, they they live they and they work. Or if they want to call it work, and they can die in that community and never know there's a downtown, never know there are other layers of life outside. There are movie theaters they can go to, there are restaurants they can they can participate in, or fine dining and all these things because of the fact they've never been exposed to that. And I really, I really like when you said that because a lot of people they take that for granted who have been exposed. They think that's normal, and it's not normal in the inner city. It's not normal at all.
0: Right. That exposure is so important, you know, because you're only going to go as far as you think you can go or see yourself going. So when you see other people, that's why I, I, a lot of people, you know, speak down about social media. But one of the things I like about it is it gets us gives us a lot of access to see a lot of young black people right. winning.
4: Right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And it's
0: believable. And right. it's believable. So if you look like me and I and I look like you, and you're saying, "Hey, I came from the hood," and I see you doing really well, you're running your successful black-owned business, and you're you live in a beautiful home, and your children, you're raising your children, you know, more with more mm-hmm. moral values and you know, to be good, upstanding citizens, and I see you driving nice cars and you're traveling the world, that will be inspiring to me. And most importantly, it would make me realize that I can obtain that, too.
2: And that is so true. I always tell people I love having individuals like you who talk about credit. And I tell people now, when I was 18 years old, uh, Miss Howerton, for some reason, I... Understood. I had to have good credit. I was. I, I. I wanted to protect my credit. I wanted credit. When somebody told me the credit establishes you know, a better life for you, I knew that. Okay, I'm gonna get good credit. I got. Uh, I got my my my. They're, they're closed now. I had my Montgomery Ward card back then, my Sears card back uh-huh, then. Uh-huh, then I uh-huh. finally upgraded and got my my American Express Green card. The American
4: Express, that's the big card. deal. That's a big
2: deal. Hey, now I, I would tell you <laughs> this. I would tell you this. That Sears card back in the day was bigger than the American Express back in the day. Because you got your Are Sears you card. You were the you were the ball right there. So when I got that Sears card, I knew my credit was heading in the right direction. What age w- were you when you realized the importance of credit?
0: You you want to hear something funny? Mm-hmm. So I told you I was raped by my dad. Right. My mm-hmm. dad was horrible with bills. Right. Horrible. I remember coming home, electric cut off. I'm like, Dad, wait a minute. I flicked the switch. Now we ain't got no electric up here. Mm-hmm. But it was because he just wasn't. Um, he wasn't conscious of just making payments on time. Mm -hmm. And it was sometimes we didn't have it. And, you know, he did what he had to do to make it work. But then there was times when he did have it and he just would forget. So I didn't learn that from my dad. I remember when I turned 18 and a lot of we were graduating high school and a lot of my friends were going to get cards because they were so easy to get right. so they were getting like structure and gap and um express and all these cards and I remember us going shopping and them just go, you know, maxing the card out and I would be very 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 conscious like oh no I don't want to get too much because I don't want to I don't want to not be able to afford the payments so I was already thinking like that I don't know where it came from but I was already responsible with my finances at 18. So now when my friends, those accounts went into collection status, I continued to build and I continued to build. And at the age of 21, my dad gifted me a duplex. So I had a duplex at 21 where I lived in one unit and then I, I rented the other unit out. And then when I moved from there, Both units were rented out and it became a source of income for me. But I always looked at finances and money and credit differently. And it wasn't even, I guess it just was self-taught. It was just natural for me. But it was so important to get that at that age.
2: It really was. I'm talking to uh, Ranisha Howerton. She's the owner and founder of Credit Medics uh, LLC, which is a leading national credit and business consulting firm located in Philadelphia, PA. This is one of well, two company, three companies I'm going to talk to her about. But I wanted to expound on this because we like she said, she was doing this before the pandemic and it wasn't something that she just started last week. And she's been changing lives and improving credit scores and making people understand the value of credit and why credit is so important to you. But we are in the middle of a pandemic and people's credit scores are being damaged. And like you said, your dad, he didn't understand the value, of what that meant to his credit score but it didn't stop him from being successful. It made it just a little bit more harder. How serious should you take your credit scores?
0: You should take your credit scores very serious. Any um, credit or any line of credit that you are trying to apply for to get an approval, they are going to review your credit scores. They're going to inquire about you, which is what we call an inquiry. So anytime you apply for a line of credit, whatever that whoever that creditor is, they are going to inquire about you. What you need to understand in its simplest form is your credit scores and your credit report is your financial portfolio. Mm-hmm. So that is either going to tell a creditor creditor one that you are credit worthy and trustworthy enough for me to go ahead and lend you this credit based off of your existing payment history. So if you already have debt and what what do we call debt? Your car note. Okay, if you have a car note, if you have student loan debt, if you have a mortgage, um, if you have personal loans, whatever the case may be, if you have credit cards, if you are currently late on your existing debt and a creditor goes to pull your credit and they see that, why would they want to lend you new debt? They will not. So it's so important because that's going to determine if you get approved or not based off of your existing payment history. And the other thing would be your credit utilization, which pertains to revolving credit. So, you know, you mentioned early Sears, Sears card. So Mm -hmm. Sears card would would be considered as a revolving credit card. It's a Mm -hmm. retail card. Mm -hmm. Dells, Macy's, Walmart, Target. Those are considered as revolving retail store cards. And then you have your major credit cards, American Express, MasterCard, Visa, Discover, which is another form of revolving credit. You don't want to have large balances on these credit cards. You should only be using... 30% at max of your credit limit. That's living. true. When you exceed that 30%, you're going to see a drastic decline in your scores. So that's another thing that lenders look at to determine if they feel like they can trust you. So just imagine if you have a friend, okay, or let's say Rashawn. I said that correctly?
2: Rashawn. Rashawn. Rashawn.
0: Mm-hmm. Rashawn. Rashawn. if... You lent me money, right? You right. say, okay, I come to you, I say, can I borrow, you know, $100 until next month and I'm going to pay you back? And you say, you know what, Ranisha, sure, I'm going to give it to you. So then I borrow the money from you, and next month comes, you don't hear from me, right? right? So then another month goes by, you don't hear from me. Mm-hmm. So now you start to get worried. You say, listen, I do gave Ranisha money off a good faith, <laughs> and she's supposed, to, she's supposed to give me my money back. So now our friend Sean, who is also, you know, a mutual friend, I go to him and I say, Sean, can I borrow $100 till next month? And Sean is like, you know what? I remember Rashawn telling me that Ranisha borrowed money. From- Let me go ask him. And Sean comes and asks you, hey, Ranisha, i to pay you money. You say, man, don't you lend Ranisha no money? I haven't waited three months. I ain't got a dime yet. So that's the same way that a lender looks at your payment habits and your utilization habits to determine if they're more likely to get paid back or less
2: likely. You're listening to Money Making Conversations with Rashawn McDonald. We'll be right back. Cars today are like a computer on wheels, but you can't fix any of these new features yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost you a fortune. And now is not the time for expensive repairs. That's why you need Car Shield. Car Shield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a covered repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. Car Shield understands payment flexibility is a must. Plans are customizable and as low as ninety. Nine dollars a month, no long-term contracts or commitment. Plus, you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work, and CarShield takes care of the rest. They also offer complimentary twenty-four-seven roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed. CarShield is America's number one auto protection company. For as low as ninety-nine dollars a month, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands. Call one-eight-hundred-CAR-six-thousand and mention Code Money M-O-N-E-Y, or visit CarShield.com and use Code Money. M-O-N-E-Y, to save 10%. That's carshield.com, code MONEY. A deductible may apply. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Well, you know, so I, lo- I right love right it, because that is straight street talk right there. That's street talk one-on-one. That's street, 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 street talk one-on-one street right street there. You know, you yeah. and don't show up. And don't show up. And Ronisha got some new shoes on. Don't show up. Okay. Well, <laughs> and okay. see You're going to be a she over there in a oh, fire. She in a, fire restaurant. She, had a yes, fire restaurant. she in a fire restaurant eating some seafood. Eating some seafood and owe God. me money on now! Yes. <laughs> you know, you owe me much. yes, you know. what you know. Say, so, Ronisha got some shrimp on your plate. You know, a pile yes. of shrimp, and you owe me a hundred dollar. Don't do that to me yes. because I, I love be that you. Were, I would love that you were natural. That's why you're so successful because sometimes you got to talk to people in a natural form so they can understand. And what then
0: you-, you have to speak their language, and that's what I do. I speak the language of my people. Yes.
2: And break it down as simple as I can. Well, okay. Now, I, now, now, right now, our people, they're struggling during this pandemic. And, you know, the right. credit scores are being damaged. And we, we all know when you hear that word, 30%. And sometimes I suggest people take a cash advance and use part of that cash advance to make your minimum monthly payments. So your credit score will, won't go met, messed up. Because I tell people you put yourself on automatic payment on the minimum amount. Okay, Yeah. And that way you use part of that advance that you took, set it aside so you can make those minimum month payments during this pandemic run. That way, your credit scores like you you, I 100 percent agree with you. You cannot allow your credit score to get damaged. It get damaged. You just you just defaulted into a worse situation for yourself. But how can these people survive? And when I say there's people of color, minorities, you know, people who are already struggling. And, you know, first of all, they gave us the twelve hundred dollar stimulus. Check and then they gave us a six hundred dollar weekly check that ended July thirty first, and now they they told us that the CDC can sus- suspend evictions, but then at the end of the year you owe that money for the rent you didn't pay. How can we get around? So now imagine that you know, imagine, that. That.
0: imagine getting caught up after you are already behind, right? And you don't have no income now. Yeah. How crazy is that? And but, you know, yeah. I agree with what you said. You know that cash advance, but once again that goes back to see. Here is the thing. I tell people to already be prepared. One of the things that I have been blessed and fortunate to do is to always stay prepared financially, because even when things are good, I still don't go crazy. I have, I have very great discipline with my finances. So although I would be, you know, what you would call, I'm successful and I have money. I still don't spend like I have money. I don't. And I'm realizing that as I begin to hang around, people who are who have their finances their finances are stable i'm realizing that a lot of them don't make unnecessary purchases so you have to be prepared but now we're in a situation so a lot of people and i know some of my associates that have taken that twelve hundred dollars and just blew it they have taken the unemployment checks and i've known i know people who have gotten ten thousand dollars and twenty thousand dollars and i'm like you got that much I'm like, what are you going to do with it? And it's going already. Yes. But that could have held them over it just by making the minimum payment. It will hold you over so that you won't have any late payments reporting that will decline your score. Your scores will drop anywhere between 30 to 70 points from one late payment.
2: Wow. And um, can you tell them how those how those 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 scores are reported? Uh, Not trying to complicate the conversation, but people need to know that, you know, electronically in that world, then people track you. They track you and they track your buying habits. It always amazes me, Ronisha, when I put my credit card in and I mean like seconds, not even seconds later, it says approved. That that the, the, yep. even today that boggles me, God. That the amount of computer force that's tied to that is incredible. That because I know it. The same simultaneously, I'm sure hundreds of thousand people are pushing their card in that same type of machine, a uh, card card mm-hmm. reader. It simultaneously and it's mm-hmm. hitting the word approved immediately or rejection, depending because on where you're at.
0: It's data. All it is is data, and it's and it's like you said, it's tracking. They're tracking your payments, they're tracking your utilization, they're tracking, even down to where you live at. You know, anytime you put on an application, I don't know if people are aware of when you pull your credit, every address that you have lived at that you use to apply for something shows up on your credit report. So it's definitely a tracking system. But the credit bureaus are nothing but data companies, a billion dollar industry. They get paid to collect data. Right. To report your behalf to then sell to the bigger banks and financial institutions. That's all
2: it is. Now, one of your favorite, uh, uh, I could say, nonprofits that you are tied to or associated with or created is called uh, Go Get Crowned. Tell us about why you start that. And that now, now, I have my points about. So actually,
0: actually, it's Queenie now. I changed it to Queenie. Okay. Um, okay. and I do a I do a mentorship program mm-hmm. for young girls between and the it's ages called of Queenie. 14 it's called 20 Queenie, 20
2: right? Q U E E I N G, right?
0: Q-U-E-E-N-I-N-G, yes. And I also wrote a book called Queening on Amazon. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So so Queening is a nonprofit organization for young black women, okay, from the ages of 14 to 21. And it's basically me giving them all of the life skills that I have acquired over the years. I'm talking about, you know, teaching them how to see money as a tool and not as just this tangible thing to just spend, 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 spend. Teaching them how to invest. I'm also a real estate investor and I have several female friends that are real estate investors. I bring them in to talk to my girls so that they can see other young black successful women or minority women who, because we have some Latinos also who look like them and come from communities where they come from so they can see the example. I also bring in my other entrepreneur friends from different industries. So some of my girls in the start of the program will ask them, you know, what interests you? Do you have an idea of where you want your life to go or where you see seeing yourself, where you see yourself in the next 5, 10, 15 years? So whatever that industry is that they choose, I try to get somebody to come in from that industry to um, talk about their experience, the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows, and then also ask them if they would mind mentoring my girls, based off of the industry that they choose, because I feel that that's super important too, to have a mentor. Um, A lot of things could be prevented, a lot of trial and error, if you have a mentor who can help you and assist you that you have access to along your journey. I feel like that's very important. So we teach home ownership. We talk about, you know, self-esteem. We talk about African culture and the beauty of being African and celebrating our features and celebrating our culture. We talk about money management. We talk about investing. We talk about all different types of life things that could actually enrich their lives.
2: I'm telling you, Ronisha, you're one of my favorite people. I'm gonna tell you, you know we, you know, you know, i we, 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 didn't connect originally on our original uh, set time. I would maybe she don't want to talk to, maybe, favorite. maybe, I, maybe, you maybe, maybe, maybe she don't want to talk to Rashad McDonald Money maker. No, 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 you got it going on, Queenie. Come on now, you know I'm talking yeah. to Nisha Howerton. Okay, we've already talked about you know one of the businesses, which is a CEO. She's a CEO founder of Credit Medics. Now the nonprofit which is mentoring. The reason I say you one of my favorite people because that's why I established Money making conversation for mentoring because I can't mentor a lot of people. People always approaching me. So I just said, I'll mentor you by providing you with free information because that's what happens. You can upload, I upload these interviews on my YouTube channel for free, upload on my website for free. All people have to do is just search and you can, you can hear an incredible person like you telling them why they have to Protect their credit. Tell them how they can protect themselves. And also the other side of the table, they can find out about you and go to you and take advantage of your services. Take advantage of what you are trying, how you're trying to change lives with this mentorship program and let people know the empowerment of looking in the mirror, and recognizing that that face that they see, that color that they see can be successful, is beautiful, is worth standing strong. Don't let the negative pull you down. And that's what you were saying with the <laughs> Queenie program. Correct? <laughs>
0: Yes absolutely wow, absolutely, and I love the interaction with these these young women mm-hmm. and then so it's so it's so crazy because the mentorship that I did um three years ago my the girls in that class, two of them I have hired, and they work for me, and just to see the progress and the confidence and the self esteem by itself touches my heart. It touches my heart, and just to have them up under me. One of my one of my mentees um, came to me. She said, "Miss Niche, I'm ready to buy a duplex." I said, "Whatever I gotta do to make it happen for you, let's do it."
4: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so that's inspiring to think and you know, she could say, Hey, Miss peace I want to go buy a Chanel bag. But she mm-hmm. said, Miss Niche, mm-hmm. I want to get a door cut. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's touching to me. Yeah, I see and just you. I be see you online here with you
2: putting that putting that crown on your head, you know, you got your little <laughs> black eye. I'm, I'm checking you out, you know, Miss Credit Minutes. <laughs> <Credit laughs> you know. You're looking good that girl, so, the Queen Ian. I like right? that new title, a you know, Queen Inn. But but before we wrap Queen up uh, Queen, Queen In, uh I want to talk about the Get Well Urgent Care, which is like a medical facility is that, are you, is that part of the franchises or is this an individual location that you are so part? actually that
0: was just that was just an investment that came um that came up somebody asked me did would right. i be interested in investing in an urgent care clinic and at the time i didn't know anything about it right i honestly did not mm-hmm. i started to do my own research and of course with any type of investment it's risky you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. i always tell people don't you know invest money that you're expecting to get back it's really a risk, right? I mean, real estate is, the risk is, you know, less, less, but in any investment, it's going to be risky. So I didn't know anything about it at the time. And I just felt like, Hey, let me just shoot my shot. And I did it. And it was one of my friends, her husband was actually a doctor and he was, even as a a doctor, you're still an employee. And he was working for, um, I think it was Piedmont medical facility facility. And Mm -hmm. What he did was he decided that, you know, he didn't want to be an employee anymore. He said, you know, I'm overseeing five of these urgent care clinics, and I'm seeing these invoices. I'm seeing these invoices,
2: and I'm like, man, if <laughs> they say, no, he woke up. He woke up. He, he was I'm woke right. at that okay, point. Okay, okay, okay. He's, he's looking saying, at his sir, check. Everyone, come on, let's slow it down. Ms. He's, looking at, he's at, looking at his he's check.
0: He's
2: looking at these invoices. Okay. And, he, and he's looking look, look, at these invoices. I'm going to tell you something. Let's break it down even more. He's looking at these white folks running around here. Okay. Okay, making yes, all this good yes, money. He's up,
4: Okay.
0: He said he said, Oh, oh, they making this. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold, hold on. They making this. And wait a wait, wait And I'm making this. Right. So so right. he started, you know, he started scratching the head and said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So he decided that he wanted to do his own urgent care and he was looking for investors and his wife was a friend of mine and she, you know, brought the opportunity to me. She said, you know, would you be willing to invest? Um, I did my research and I just went ahead and just, you know,
2: the risk and, and some of it's on faith too you know because you can do all the research you want but some of it you know you like i said on. you, you, got to, you, you know, gotta come on you yeah have, you have to sit down and go two plus two is four now what i'm talking about this is uh when you say uh, let's let's talk about get well urgent care first of all it's medical and we all know okay people gonna die people gonna get sick okay that's that's the fact of life, okay. Now that's the fact of life, and so with that, and so the investment partability possibility is like, okay, where are they putting it at? That's all you have to worry about. Who's running it, right. and where are they going to put it at? Because I've seen these right. urgent cares, and they and they always got cars parked out in front of them, okay. And that means that right. people need that service. And so, so from a standpoint of your research, you like you said, you're riding on the statement that I just said. People are going to die and people are going to get sick. Okay. So yeah. with that being said, how do you participate? Are you, do you go by your facility? You're an investor. Do you check on it? Do you have so board really meetings? Just, or what, really how do you, just,
0: do you do? I sit on the board mm-hmm. and I'm really just a silent investor. Yes, ma'am. So mm-hmm. of course I get, you know, quarterly checks
2: mm-hmm. based
0: off of my percentage of equity in the company.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Now with that and being said... How uh, or or does, do we see more franchises that you'll be associated with? Or you say, Rashawn, we're going to see how this plays out for the next one actually, or two years?
0: Actually, um, I'm probably not going to do any more business with him. Oh, yeah.
2: But <laughs> I, <laughs> I love and you I'm See, right there. Right there, right there. See, did I tell I, you I love Miss Allen? Right did I tell you? she's one of my top I'm, people now? Because, see, I'm going tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. You cannot win being fake. You can win short term. I'm going to that right there. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going
0: leave that there. Right. But what I am working on mm-hmm. is franchising my million dollar business, Credit Medic.
2: Cool. Cool. That's
0: what cool. I'm doing. Cool. I'm well, in the process of doing that right now, trying to um, create a software yes, to make it very, very, very um, manageable and um, very easy to navigate through and all of that kind of stuff. So that's the only piece that's missing to credit medics and then i will franchise my
2: business well my friend i want to let you know uh well i got a newsletter that goes out to my fans 90 some thousand, ninety plus thousand fans every two weeks i want to put your awesome. credit medics in there because like i said you move to the top of the food chain with me because you keep it real
4: keep it oh real.
2: thank you because you see, see the thing the reason the reason i say that is that we have a lot of relatable values i come from the inner city and and i realize that you know when I was exposed to information outside of the inner city, I am the person I am today. So I'm always a proponent. Also, I give back. I give back in so many different ways. And like I said, money, money, and conversation is just one of the format. But I work with HBCU platforms, uh, information, and exposure at such a high level. And so all I know is that you have a friend in Rashawn McDonald. I'm so glad we was able to pull off this interview. And more importantly, Portland, you. your, your, your nonprofit organization is beautiful. I'm going to promote that. You look fantastic on social media with you all black over with the crown on putting it tilting it to the left <laughs> you know doing your thing and uh, I, uh you know so how can we reach out to you tell us uh, miss ronisha so,
0: so you can actually go to my website if and you will see we have like oh my god so many different services available from first-time home ownership to building business credit um business consulting if you're a business owner already i feel like In our community, and I just moved into a bigger, phenomenal location. My office is beautiful, Mm -hmm. and there's enough space for me to actually have, it's like a conference area, a seminar, if we can have seminars. So I'm going to be offering monthly free workshops to existing business owners, black small business owners, because I feel like that's a piece that's missing. You can be really skilled at whatever it is that you do and talented, but if you don't know the business side of it, your business will suffer. So we're going to be offering free classes to small black business owners. So you can go to credit medics and that's C R E D I T M E D I C S one zero one credit medics, 101com for all of our services. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at credit medics one Oh one. And you can find me on Instagram. My personal page is at Maserati niche and that's M A S E R A T I n-e-e-s-h and i thank you so much for having me thank you for sharing your platform with me um peace and blessings to everyone listening i'm loving on y'all
2: okay i'm loving on you too thank you for coming on the show she's amazing she's at the top of the food chain with money making conversations so we're gonna be hearing from her again (laughs) especially when you uh when you when you get that software that software done right and be able to franchise it, bring it to Rashad McDonald so I can sell it to my people first and put the word out about it because I believe in you because you're a real talker and you don't try to sell false hopes. And that's important in today in pandemic when we're being overtly affected by the virus, being overtly affected by the financial crisis that is creating in our household. We need information to overcome those obstacles. And my friend, Ms. Howerton, she provides it. Thank you for coming on the show.
0: Thank you. Have a good one. All right. Thank you.
2: If you want to hear more Money Making Conversation interviews, please go to MoneyMakingConversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial.
5: Organ donations save lives, and some organs can even be donated by a living donor. August is National Minority Donor Awareness Month, so let's check in with Dr. Danae Simpson, Assistant Professor of Surgery at Northwestern Medicine. Tell us about the African-American Transplant Access Program.
1: So this is My Baby. This is a program that I have dreamt about creating since I became interested in transplant as a trainee. And it's a program designed to address the significant disparities that our African-American patients face. The program is designed to educate patients about transplant, let them know what transplant can provide to them, and to help them access the resources that they find so scarce and so challenging to access in order to get them on the transplant path and back to, you know, some type of meaningful life.
5: For more information, visit nm.org slash radio. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversation. The
2: Cafe Mocha Swag Award is a celebration of black men who are making a difference in our community by empowering others to reach their life goals. From civic leaders, businessmen, activists, celebrities and everyday dads, the Cafe Mocha Swag Award winner this week is. Dr. Sean Woodley, a graduate of Hampton University, Dr. Sean Woodley has dedicated his professional career to education. He is the architect behind the educator movement Teach, Hustle, Inspire. He has written the best-selling book MC means Move the Class, how to spark engagement and motivation to urban and culturally diverse classrooms.
6: I firmly believe that education, it's a key that can unlock so many doors in so many different directions. We need to be sure that the bright young scholars in the four walls of these classrooms across this country are being exposed so that they have something to shoot for. And education can do that.
2: The Cafe Mocha Swag Award represents men who have strength, whose wisdom is assertive and who is genuine in their spirit. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. My next guest, Glenn Robinson III, is an NBA basketball player. That's what you know when you see somebody, that's all you think. But life is more than just being an NBA basketball player. His A.R.I. Foundation, which stands for Angels Are Real Indeed, is a nonprofit organization aimed at empowering fathers and helping create deeper bonds between fathers and their children. They also provide resources to help elevate fatherless children and families. Glenn was inspired to launch his initiative after the birth of his daughter, Ariana. I hope I'm saying that correctly, and wanted to shine a light on the importance of the relationship between children and their fathers. Glenn highlights fathers and their stories on his Instagram page and wants to shine a light on some of the amazing work they're doing. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, my man, Glenn Robinson III.
3: <laughs> How you doing today? Appreciate hey, you
2: having me. I, I had to get a lot out there, Glenn, before I spoke to you, man. <laughs> a lot, a lot.
3: No,
7: because
2: <laughs> you know the the thing about it. First of all, uh, where, where, where you where you calling in from right now? I'm calling in from Indiana. Indiana, okay, cool. I'm in Indiana, yeah. Indiana. So I'm, I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia, syndicate nationally on podcasts and all that good stuff, Sirius XM. The beauty of uh, bringing an individual or what I wanted to talk to you about, first of all, was why did why was there a need for you to do a foundation like this?
7: I think that it's uh, a need, you know, in our communities, especially our black communities,
4: mm-hmm.
7: uh, to fill that that. That for us fathers, you know, first off, and to fill that fatherhood role if the father is not around, you know, meaning just uh, stepping up and empowering other parents, other fathers, um, doing what you can to help, um, you know, our young uh, kids grow up in today's society. I think they need all the mentorship and all the help that they need. Mm -hmm. And having a daughter myself and going through this process, you know, I just know how much my daughter means to me. And, And as she grows, every day is important. You know, so if I'm able to help other people and just have that same type of impact in their lives and spread that that uh, that knowledge you know, around, I think that we can we can start to have more successful communities and more successful children in our communities.
2: That's really important that you say that. Really, I, I, I have a daughter. Uh, she's our well, only child and just having a child in general or uh, giving life really changed my perspective because in a way you know we all live a selfish life we just want to do what's what's best for us what's what we got to do to get what we want and when you have a child that changes your value system talk about how it changed your value system glenn
7: yeah it changed a lot you know i think being a professional athlete you know i just finished my sixth season uh I finished with the Philadelphia 76ers this year um, and I'm now a free agent, but looking at how I was as a rookie. And then now after six years, you know, I have a daughter who's two um, you know, my time management changed, you know, my responsibilities obviously changed, you know um, obviously my finances and what I'm doing with my money um, changed a lot, you know, so it it, it, uh, matures you and it makes you grow up um, in several different ways, you know, and I think that if it wasn't for my daughter, um, you know, I just see how far you know back that you tend to be, and you think that you know everything, but you mm-hmm. really don't you know and 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 <laughs> you know it's funny how how that how that comes out
2: it really is amazing. I know that uh I would tell people the uh the the best time I had with my daughter when uh she when you know when she was about I guess up to about eight months that's when she wasn't able to push off, then they started pushing off. Then also they think they rule the world. But when she was just falling asleep on my chest and, you know, laying next to me and just just barely, you know, use use proper up, And then they lean to one side because they didn't have any muscle control to me, man. Those those memories stick with me, man. All the memories stick with me. But that memory of just being able to fall asleep on my chest and and lay next to me and just realizing how much power I have in shaping a mind, how much power I have and delivering a good person to this world i'm I'm sure when i read your intro and i and i read the research on you it really almost messed you up a little in a good way the responsibility huh yeah
7: yeah yeah it did you know i I, first off i thought i was you know obviously being a a a basketball player you know i was i thought my first kid was going to be a boy Uh you know we were going to play basketball you know i thought that it was going to be all my way you know and and, and and god and life got a funny sense of humor in it, mm-hmm. and you, you know how you least expect it mm-hmm. and you know and and my biggest blessing in my life has been my daughter i think just because of, of the alleys that i've uh, been able to create you know surrounding her and that's the reason why i started the foundation is um you know i didn't have a boy you know uh, my last name in a sense you know uh, a lot of men tend to worry about that you know and i think that I just wanted to show her my genuine love and create something that she'll see and look back one day and she'll pick up this foundation because it's named after her, Ari. And she'll, she'll realize, you know, what we've created and how many people that we've helped, you know, and, uh, growing up and, and and as she grows, um, I do have that influence on her life. And I think, like you said, that's the biggest thing that we can control as parents is, you know, we, we do have a lot of influence in their lives as they tend to get older, you know, so that. Um, they're going in the right path, you know, whether that's racism, whether that's schooling and education, whether that's, you know, career paths, whatever that is, I think that they can tend uh, to kind of put up, put themselves on a decent path if they have that influence around them.
2: Well, you know, we're talking about uh, changing people's lives. We're talking about controlling destiny and, you know, this season you played for the Philadelphia 76ers and you got to experience the bubble down in Orlando, Florida. And basically you didn't have control of your life anymore at that point, I believe. Can you tell <laughs> everybody, I, I had CJ McCullough on uh, last week and he had me laughing just talking about how I was. Uh, from your perspective, tell us, uh, the, just walk us through the steps of how control the testing process of living life in the bubble. If there was some good things, tell us about it. The annoying things you can tell about, tell us about it because you had no control of your life at that point, Glenn.
7: Yeah, you know, I think the, the hardest decision was, you know, they gave us a choice, do we want to go or not? You know, mm-hmm. do you want to receive your paycheck and go to this bubble? And we didn't know anything much about the virus at that point, and we didn't know anything what this bubble was going to be like. So I had to make the decision to leave my two-year-old daughter Mm -hmm. Um, which was hard, but, you know, um, I didn't want to leave my teammates down. Um, I I wanted to go do my job. I wanted to go try to win a a championship. And then uh, my main concern was just staying safe, you know. So if we had to test every day, that's what we had to do, even though, like you said, it was annoying. But um, we test literally every day for the coronavirus, um, and they would stick the the, the Q-tip up your nose, Mm -hmm. um, and they would swab us (laughs) mouth and and nose every Mm -hmm. single day. Um, you know, wow. our first two days there, we were in quarantine. Uh, you couldn't leave your rooms and they would bang on your door and just drop your food, you know, at your door and you would open it. Nobody would be there. You would grab your door and close it. You grab your food and close the door and then uh, open up your box lunch or box dinner. You know, that was the first two days.
2: Hey <laughs> <So>, uh, <laughs> hey, Glenn, <laughs> Glenn. Glenn, Glenn. Bum, 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 bum.
4: <laughs>
2: they they sprinting down the hall. You the COVID nineteen's not even on the hallway no more if it was there. Yep. That's that's funny, yep. man.
7: You know, but my overall experience I think was a lot better than I thought it was gonna be. Right. Um, you know, the food got better, uh they started opening up things for us, such you know, such as golf. Um, we could go, you know, Fishing. Uh, Mm-hmm. They had a pool for us, you know, a, a lounge for us, mm-hmm. um, a bar for us. It was, it was a lot of different things, a, a barbershop. Um, so there was, life started to get a little bit better after day probably 30 around there. Um, but I was, I was trapped in there for 45 days before we lost and, and, and we exited out and came home. Um, but that was the experience that I'm gonna tell my daughter about, my grandkids about. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of people won't be able to experience that. And I'm just thankful that I came out of it healthy and and, and still, you know, remaining the same.
2: And so, so and so far, no one's tested positive for COVID-19 at the NBA bubble, correct?
7: They haven't, you know, and I think that that's the only way that you can do it. If you're going to have sports, you have to do it in the form that they did. And it was hard to do. It was strict. And they spent a lot of money, I think, 150 million to keep us safe. But I think if you're going to do it, you have to do it like that if you want to keep people safe.
2: Well, the more important thing is that just like me, uh, Glenn, I'm speaking to Glenn Robinson the uh, third. He's a uh, plays currently for the Philadelphia 76ers. If the name sounds familiar. He has a father, father, University of Michigan, sharp shooting dad. I remember their run. I remember that run, man. Woo boy, I tell you when they run. And then it came to the NBA man. I just I hate that shot, man. I hate it. In a, it's like Steph Curry shot. You know when it goes up and like, how can he miss? Type shot, and that was your father's gift, and you followed your father. Was it wasn't it an option there, Glenn, to not play basketball? Can you play tennis? Can you, can you play football? Wide receiver, been the next uh, Julius Jones, Julian uh, June. Well, I can't think of his name right there. Be a wide yes. receiver. What were your options there, brother? We well, he, he just looked at you, put a ball in your hand when you can, well, basketball in your hand. That was it. What was happening?
7: It's funny. I tell people the story all the time. Uh, I was born premature. So I was born three months early. Wow. And congrats. I was in two mm-hmm. three months in the to incubator. And my dad and mom put a little Purdue, you know, uh, they put a little, uh, mini basketball in my incubator, um, when I was young. So I like to tell everybody I've been, been playing ball since I was, <laughs> since I was in the incubator. You know? it's six
4: months. <laughs>
7: but no, you know. <laughs> That was one of the things I was always grateful for my mom and dad, especially my dad being the number one pick, mm-hmm. um, you know, in '94, and really uh, being a man at that in that era. Um, he never forced it on me, you know. I played football growing up, I played uh, other sports growing up, but ba- I fell in love with basketball and right. I followed his footsteps in that sense. But you know, um, I think that I've always tried to remain, you know, my, a, a different person, you know, and not just follow his his footsteps, but create different paths. You know, throughout my career, to kind of separate me, and you know, he never had a foundation, um, but he did uh, give back to the kids of Gary, Indiana, where we're from, and we host a free basketball camp every year. Um, so I continue to do that that same thing, and on top of that, I'm doing the, my foundation, Angels Are Real Indeed, um, who are helping empower other fathers. So I try to take what he's done and model his example but also continue to make it better and elevate it even more and reach even more people. Because um, the more people we can reach, even if it's just a few kids, who knows how their lives will change.
2: You know, so Glenn, uh, I'm enjoying this interview with you. You're, you're a very unique voice. And, and you just happen to be able to dribble a little basketball. OK, and I, and I exactly. respect. You know, I'm going to tell you, I'm one of those. You know, everybody thinks they can play ball, but I can really play ball. But I was one of them hard headed people. I thought the coach was going to eventually come to a, a neighborhood park see me and tell me I could start. <laughs> I didn't want to go out there right, and practice right, right, I, didn't want to, right. I was that arrogant you know i was I, as i was as the neighborhood say i was all park glenn i was all park I was a bad boy <laughs> and uh and so but you know when I look at the n b a and I look at the ability to play in the n b a man that's special man i you know that's that's a unique talent. what does it take to be a uh, 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 NBA player? Because uh, I, from a mindset standpoint, from a physical standpoint, I knew what I could do, but I know I didn't have the ability, because first of all, I didn't have the discipline to be an NBA player, because I, I wouldn't even audition or, or, or go in for the basketball practice, because I thought I was better than everybody else. So, what does it take to be an NBA player?
7: Yeah, I think the biggest things that I've noticed, and like we talked about, I just finished my sixth season in the NBA, so you know, for whatever it's worth, you know, I've been able to stick in this league after seeing a lot of people come in and out the league. Right. I was drafted second. I was drafted second round, and it's mm-hmm. only a, a small percentage of players that drafted.
2: And I'm going to tell you something, Glenn. When you went pro, I was <laughs> mad at you. I was mad at you. I was like, <laughs> what is he doing? What is he? I was a good Michigan team, too. Was, what, yeah, is what is he doing?
4: What is he doing?
2: Continue I, with this story. I just, just want to <laughs> get that out. I just want to get that out. I just want to get that out. 20
7: years
4: old.
7: <laughs> I was young, you know, I had just turned 20, Mm -hmm. you know, but and I had no idea about the whole business. But, um, you know, I think after being around now for a few years, uh, what really separates, you know, NBA players and a lot of players that I've seen is um, discipline and all those things that you said. But just to break it down to simple terms is whatever you got going on in your life, whether that's women, whether that's finance issues, it's family issues, kids, whatever that's going on in your life, you have to find some way. When you able to come onto the court, everything that happens in those lines, you able to take your discipline and your hard work and you able to turn it into success by focusing and locking in. You know, when, when, when this distraction's out there and you're not able to, to focus your mind, um, it can really mess you up. You know, NBA Mm -hmm. players and and athletes in general, we already got a lot going on. It's money that's thrown at us, people that's thrown at us. Um, and, and that discipline is what you have to have.
2: Well, you know, um, I've been in, but uh, uh, I participate in a high level, as we'd say, in the entertainment game. So I know discipline is important because it does come to you. It always amazes me how I'm financially able to do a lot of things, but I get free meals. I can get discount on my clothes. <laughs> my wife just looks at me. She goes, "Really, really." This is going to be food, and uh, and I because I always make a point of now I got you I got it I pay when I go in because I it's uh, uh, because I'm an entrepreneur so I know uh, being an entrepreneur you know you have to be able to respect people and 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 tell them that Mm -hmm. their brand has value and so when I look at you and 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 this conversation the first time we ever talk but I I as a as a person who talks to a lot of people Glenn. Um, I'm a fan. Just, just this conversation. And I want to maintain a relationship with you because your, 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 your success and your, your, your brand is beyond the court. It's beyond the court, man I, I don't know if anybody yes, told you that But just hearing how you talk You know, you God just gave you that gift Your gift is someplace else, brother And yes, you, you just need to find it And hold on to it And get the right people around you And I'm not telling you to quit the NBA I'm just telling you This, this foundation, you know Uh, that you started, the mission is to empower fathers with essential resources that will allow them to be the best dads they can be. We will also provide assistance to fatherless children and families. Tell us about that part, providing assistance to fatherless children and families. How does that work? Glenn Robinson, the third.
7: Yeah. When I first, you know, started my foundation, um, I was playing for the warriors at the beginning of this year. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a, there was a family in my building who had just one day they place off a lottery. Uh, they didn't have, you know, very much money. Uh, they, 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 you know, income wasn't very high and what they were paying for rent was very low cause they wanted to do a lottery. Mm-hmm. Um, but she couldn't get in the door. Uh, I was just moving in as well. And my, myself and my brother here, a year younger than me, 300 pounds, big dude. You know, he, he actually played football. Um,
4: <laughs> I, hope so, know, Glenn. So, I hope so. We, so. <laughs> <laughs> so we helped this lady
7: out. Her name was Miss CC. And, um, she wrote down to the front desk. Um, you know, thank you to Glenn and Jalen for for the help and would love to cook for them one day. Um, so we ended up going and in, in, uh, to her spot, and she cooked us food: fried chicken, mac and cheese. Uh, I hadn't had a home cooked meal in a while. You know, wow. I'm on the road a lot.
2: But right. hey, but <laughs> that's a meal there. you, you fried cheese. chicken, mac and cheese. You're already starting at the at the at the, right. at, the, say the, at, the at the at the core of good home cooked meal right there, brother. <laughs>
4: <laughs> exactly.
7: So. So we we getting ready to eat. And my brother and I, we sit down and she just had two chairs, um, mm-hmm. you know, two, two just patio picnic chairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we ate. And after that, my brother looked at me and he was like, you know, you've been talking about this foundation. I think the first family, I think the perfect opportunity would be to help them. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to get them a table at least. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? You, you're right.
4: Mm-hmm. And we
7: went uh, a couple weeks later. I surprised her, told her that we were going to go get lunch. I was going to take her out. Um, she does, her husband, uh, she's actually been involved in, you know, domestic violence. She has two children, Uh um, no father involved in the house and she's worked two or three jobs her, you know, their whole lives, um, and spent her last $30 to prepare that meal for my brother and I, cause we had her get in the house. Um, and I told her we were going to go get some lunch. Um, I furnished her whole apartment, uh, 26 pieces of furniture and, um, they, they were sleeping on the ground, all Mm. three of them. And they now got beds to sleep on at night. Um, and she, she just called me the other day, and her son just became a father, and she's now a grandmother. And I still maintain that relationship. And um, those are the type of families um, that, we, that we help uh, when we talk about fatherless uh, children. And, 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 and her son um, actually told me that I'm the reason why he wanted to get a job. He went and got, uh, he just started as an electrician. Um, he's on a path of success and as a father. So those, those stories and those type of things that we do that mean a lot more than, like you said, anything that I can do on the basketball court. I'm able to help that family take them basically from off the streets and now that, um, because I, I spent a couple thousand dollars, you know, on them, not even a lot of money, but to get them in a decent bed at night. That's what it's
2: about. You're listening to Money Making Conversations with Rashawn McDonald. We'll be right back. Cars today are like a computer on wheels, but you can't fix any of these new features yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost you a fortune. And now is not the time for expensive repairs. That's why you need CarShield. CarShield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a covered repair, including computers, GPS, electronics and more. CarShield understands payment flexibility is a must. Plans are customizable and as low as $99 a month. No long-term contracts or commitment. Plus, you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work. And CarShield takes care of the rest. They also offer complimentary 24/7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed. CarShield is America's number one auto protection company. For as low as $99 a month, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands. Call 1-800-CAR-6000 and mention Code Money M-O-N-E-Y, or visit CarShield.com and use Code Money M-O-N-E-Y to save. 10%. That's CarlShield.com. Code money. A deductible may apply. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Well, you know, it's really interesting, man, because I've been fortunate to um, change people's lives, you know, with with emotional assistance, physical assistance, financial assistance, and people just want to let you know that they're human. That's all. And once you can remove, uh, you know, a layer of embarrassment, and that's sleeping on the floor is a layer of embarrassment. Uh, uh mm-hmm. Old clothes that you got to wear to school or wear to work are a layer of embarrassment. It allows you to mm-hmm. focus on who you really are and can be. And that's what you did for them. But, you know, you allow them to walk into that apartment, not stressed, to walk out feeling good because they felt like humans again and and that's what that's what i was just when i when I when this interview was scheduled you know they they they, you know we have a meeting all the time glenn who who you gonna bring on the show i said glenn what what is what did he do because i'm not just gonna bring basketball players on my show and they said well that's it's fine (laughs) i did my research and i went wow wow but what what is impressing me more is you though is you What what what's 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 the driving force of you? Because a foundation is what it is, but the success of a foundation is the is the is the leader, the founder, the 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 person who wakes up thinking about it, goes to sleep thinking about it, trying to make it bigger, trying to trying to trying to to save more people than sometimes you arms like I said, you know, you can only put your arms around so many people at one time. Sometimes we try to put trying to try to expand and hurt your back. So before you hurt your back, man, tell us about you, man. Tell us about you.
7: man yeah Yeah, I mean I I, uh, you know everything that I got you know I've seen um, you know my dad was successful he had you know money and cars and things like that but that never was my purpose or what drove me because I've seen that and I was fortunate enough to see that with him but I grew up in a house with my mom and my my grandma Mm -hmm. my grandma's from Mississippi You know, my mom and and grandma currently, they still live, uh, you know, close to Gary, Indiana. So we Midwest people. And at the end of the day, they care about who are you as a person Mm -hmm. rather than whatever else that's going on is at the end of the day, when I look at myself in the mirror, what have I done? Who am I as a person? And I feel, and as I walk through just finding my purpose, I know that I don't know my, I don't, I feel like I don't know my exact purpose or mission yet, but it's coming. And through this foundation, like you said, Um, I've realized that, you know, it's about helping the masses of of amount of people from what I do as a professional athlete. You know, I'm able to take, you know, my six years experience as an athlete and able to talk to kids, able to help fathers, you know, different alleys of people that I can reach Mm -hmm. um, and affecting people's lives. That's just who I am. And and since I was first in the league, you know, I would find kids to kind of Help out here and there, or go to the hospital and visit the sick kids, and play video games with them. It's just been who I am, and I found a way to create a team around my foundation. And we meet weekly on different ideas that I have, or different you know suggestions that they might have, or families to help. Uh, so I put a real structure around this because I know that I take part in, um, being a father and having my daughter, and um, me just being in her life is a blessing. So. You know, I want to be able to take that and help others to just be that role and kind of model figure for them because you know they look at professional athletes and a lot of people do as superheroes and this and that. But like you said, at the end of the day, we're the same as you. We put our pants on the same Absolutely. way as everybody else Absolutely. Do. And if they're able to understand that in some type of way and you're able to come to terms and them to look at you as a, as a human being and a decent human being because we already know how people think about athletes, then they're able to connect with you. And I've noticed that.
2: Well, you know, uh, I'm connecting with you right now. OK. And so uh, I know you, you got some swag down here that you're selling on your website. You know, got, you know, some <laughs> selection. You sold out on the uh, on the black T-shirt that sold out. <laughs> you know, got the hoop, got the jersey, got the the, the, the dad fair. hat, got the pullover hoodie, you know. So I, I'm telling you what, I got a, I got a newsletter that goes out to 90,000 people. And uh, and I'm a uh, it goes out bi monthly. So next week I'm gonna drop your store your your store into my newsletter and, and, and recommend people browse your your, your and then I'm a, then also my website I have a, a store and I'm am if you don't mind I'm gonna drop your uh, your swag gear on there. For potential purchase as well, because that's what I do with money making conversation. This, because yeah, you know, this is a, amazing. I appreciate that. this is a free format, man. I, you know, I, I my, my 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 blessings coming where my blessing talking to you, because I, I get to meet you, man. I'm, I'm going like this brother here, man. If this brother, Likewise. because see, I'm trying to oh, this is how this how I think, man. I'm trying to figure out how I can help this brother raise money, because see, what I don't like here, man. I remember when I, was, when I was managing Steve Harvey, uh, never, you know, and uh, I you know he's just spend his money, he's to brag about it. I spend my money on my foundation i go dude Mm -hmm. now you really need to be spending somebody else's money (laughs) that keep your (laughs) money in your foundation build your brand so other people have value in what you are saying and then they give you Mm -hmm. money and you can do more and so that's my that's my thoughts is running through my mind with you is like how can we get together and, you know, put together your EPK and start putting together sizzle reels so we can get you some get you some Fords and some 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 Truist Banks and some Bank of America's on your website, dude. Yes,
4: sir. Yes, sir. Be-
2: because, uh, you I'm know, it's, it. it's, uh, it's people out there that need help. Michigan need to be on here making some donations. You know what I'm saying? You know, all exactly. alumni that's... Yeah. Thin- 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 thin-. I'm just telling you how I think because
4: you go yeah, to nah, the so University the of Michigan. Year, you know, I'm excited. Yeah. Hey,
2: brother. You know, I'm, like, so I'm gonna give you after this call if you want to. I give you my cell number. Anytime you have a good or a bad thought, you call me. Okay, this is what I do for a living, <laughs> bro. If you don't know who I am, Google me, brother. All I do is make people famous. All I do is make corporations a lot of money. Cause I bet that's my skill. That's you know, when I was 18 years old, I realized that was my gift. I just didn't understand it until I was in my 40s. I used to always use words like I'm just at the right place at the right time. I'm just lucky like that. Then I realized, you know, so Rashawn, <laughs> that's what you do. You know, that's what you right. that's your gift. You're able to look at things and evaluate people and really push into learnings and uh, give a clear understanding of what they can do with their lives. Because you know, so many people don't, you know, because, you know, they've been told what they're supposed to do. Like, you know, I was I was told to go to college. I got to college, which was truly a blessing for me. But I realized that wasn't what and my degree was in mathematics and I went to work like I was told I went to work for IBM. Then I realized this ain't what I want to do. This ain't what I want to do. And so, so I'm listening to you. You're successful as an NBA player. I'm just telling you right now. I don't care, Dorian, how many teams you've been on. Because you're in the NBA. You played in the NBA. I know how hard it is. The D League is full of people who want to be you. <laughs>
4: yeah sir.
3: Exactly. exactly.
2: You know, and so, and so so. but then, what is bigger than that? You know, as great as LeBron is, what he does away for the league, I respect way more. Way more. Because I know... God gave him the ability to dribble, to dunk, the IQ, to be able to be the best basketball player in the world. But everything else he's thinking about, everything else you're thinking about, Glenn, that wasn't part of the equation when people were telling you what you were supposed to do, telling you what you were capable of doing. This is something that you have matriculated through life and said this is who i want to be this is what i want to represent this and and it was born out by the birth of your daughter man i'm I'm telling you i'm inspired talking to you brother and believe me i've done a lot for you to be inspiring me
4: (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate that
7: likewise that's great words to hear I appreciate you
2: having me here today. Well, you know, the thing is, is that, man, to be successful, Glenn, and that's what Money Making Conversations is all about, is creating relationships. People hear this and and then hear our conversation and your fan base who will hopefully gain some more followers. But more importantly, it's creating relationships and creating a brand awareness of who is exactly is Glenn Robinson III beyond basketball. And beyond basketball, you're a person who cares about making other people's lives better that are not directly tied to you they're not your cousin they ain't your aunt they ain't your sister they ain't your brother they ain't your child or your, or your girlfriend or your wife they're just people that you know need a a, a, a helping hand and um yeah, we, we at the university of michigan my brother there are a lot of people over there with, that can help you with this because it's it's phenomenal and you are very articulate man and you can talk brother i don't know if anybody told you but you can talk man you know, you just, you that, just need true. to go on and realize what I just told you, and just keep talking, <laughs> Glenn. Just keep talking, brother. Advice, I'm just, Glenn. <laughs> keep talking, brother. I'm telling you, man. I'm I'm, I'm way impressed with you, brother. I do. If you don't ever dribble another basketball, if you keep talking, you're gonna be make way more money just because your ability to talk than your ability to dribble. I'm just gonna tell you that. Believe that. Believe the the passion that's, that I hear. by me. And the ability to, to articulate who you could be in life—you are impressive, man. I, 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 I can I can only say that to you verbally because of the fact that you have to believe that yourself. You have to. Yes, sir. Wow. Man, Woo! Man, I tell you, I love this show. I love, I love, I love reading what they say. A diamond in the rough. You see a diamond in the rough, brother. You're, 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 just, I just look. No, you'll be, you'll be walking around and you see something just sparkle on the ground. You go, what's that? Yeah. You know, i looked I look down and yep. go, what's that? That's Glenn Robson, the yep. third. Pick them up, come on, <laughs> boy. We're gonna go do something. We're gonna go do some things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love you, man. Sir, I love place. you, man. It's I love place. you, brother. Sir, Angels are real indeed, man. Helping fathers become better in fatherhood and helping families without one. Founded by Glenn Robinson III. Glenn, my man, I'm telling you, brother, as God is my witness, you're going to make way more money talking than dribbling in your life. Because you care about people and you want to make a difference in people's lives. And it all starts with your ability to think and articulate. And you do it very well. You just haven't accepted it yet. Accept it, man. Go on, go for it, brother. Go on, go yes, for sir. it, brother. You walk on that damn universe Music Campus with a with a EPK and a sizzle reel and walk out of there with several millions of dollars, brother. No more spending your yes, money. Sir. No more. No more. Yes, no more. No more. <laughs> no, sir. No more.
7: Let's stay in touch. Okay, I definitely bro. appreciate everything and it's a pleasure.
2: Okay, my man. Again, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't just utter those words so I could just sweat on on the microphone. I uttered these words so you can hear me, Glenn. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right, brother. I want to thank you for coming on the show, Glenn. And we will be in touch, man. Because, like I tell you, man, to hear somebody like you talk and you're young, because I didn't. I didn't figure out like because I didn't figure out my my success path until I was in my forties. And believe me, I had a lot of Mercedes Benz and a lot of big houses along the way. A, a lot of good times. And a lot of times I wish I wouldn't have participated in but they were all good memories right now because when you get old all you can live off is your memories okay but uh, <laughs> but again my brother thank you for coming on money making conversations okay
3: Yes, sir. Thanks a lot. I appreciate
2: your time. Yeah, give my contact information so we can hook we can hook up. But but again, I'm gonna put you okay. your whole your whole swag in my not this week's, but next Wednesday's newsletter. And uh just to get the word out, man. I'm 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 a Glenn Robinson Third fan. We're gonna get these angels are real indeed, brand off. That, I love that logo, by the way. It's outstanding. We're going to get it off the... Our, it, it's going to be on fire, man. It's, it's, I'm just telling you, man. You're walking around too many millionaires, brother. Be spending your own money. Now, stop that. Yes, stop sir. that today.
4: Exactly. Okay. <laughs>
2: we good, brother. Let's do it. We talk soon, man. Bye-bye. That's
7: it. Talk soon. Okay, thanks.
2: Mm-hmm. If you want to hear more of Money Making Conversations, please go to MoneyMakingConversation.com. All the interviews are there. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.